How can you say, all right, nobody eats Pez. You, 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 you just showed me that and you're like, look Everybody what I- Everybody loves Pez. They eat Pez. But you don't eat Pez. You can, you absorb it. I mean, there's no, you know, it's not a meal. You eat meals. You don't, nobody eats fucking Pez. It's, it's chalk. It's formed chalk. Pez. Uh, you pulling some out now? Pez in a container. Shake it up so people hear it. Okay. I want people to hear it so I can explain it. Well, no, that just sounds about like a fucking well. Hold- you can't hear anything. What happened to your microphone? Wait a minute. Did you buy the silent Pez? <laughs> you can't hear that? Hold <laughs> no, on. I'm Hold not on. even kidding. You can't. No. How come you can't? If you don't shake it, it'll make a... There's literally nothing. I'm not fucking kidding you. She's shaking a container that has Pez Can you hear it. my mouth when I you talk? Bought, you bought the silent... Yeah, absolutely. You bought the silent Pez. That's you crazy. You can't hear that rattling? No, ma'am. Oh, my God. It's crazy. You're, I don't like your microphone. Your microphone's a fucking dick. It cuts you off half the time, takes out your laughter, not won't, no, it won't let do Let me the turn pez. my compression down. Is that going to work? See, where have you been for all these years? I, I would, I, that's a trick I should have known about. I should have known that about compression because then people could, because what if, what if people are hearing my voice completely different? Because I don't listen back to the show, clearly. So what if my voice comes out like a squeaky Mickey Mouse guy? That would be terrible. And I hadn't listened to it for fucking years because I didn't know about the compression. Did you hear nope. it now? No, not even, not at all. Now it's not, no, it sounds like you got, did you put a silencer on that, Pez? Did you, <laughs> what's happening? Know. I'm shocked. I, I, it's because it exists and I see it happening because there's video. Yeah. Uh, I but, don't know. All right. All right. So I will explain this to you uh, just before we, uh, which Lily does for some reason, just before we go on, she tells me something and then she goes, I'm hitting record now. And I'm like, oh, I want to <laughs> talk about the thing. Uh, but she's like, Eddie bought me Pez and, uh, and she, she, she goes, he bought me a big container of Pez. She holds it up. There's none in it. They're, they're like, it, it's, if you were in a bank and you had to guess how many Pez were left in this gigantic plastic tub, you could probably win by guessing 180. I mean, there's a, that's, it's a, it's, it's the bot. It looks like a ton of, it looks like an aquarium. You know how the rocks are on the bottom and there's all this empty space above it with like fish and, and seahorses. Uh, well, she's got this tub, this Pez tub, but I, I just went, she said, he bought me this uh, Pez and I go, where did it go? She goes, I, it's, I ate it. <laughs> And and then record. She gets record, and I'm like, nobody eats Pez. Wait, let me, let me get to the bottom of this. I got to get to the bottom of this, because uh, Pez is just an, something you absentmindedly chuck in your fucking mouth. It's like someone saying, mm, "You know what I had for dinner? Tic Tacs." Oh my god, I had a giant <laughs> bowl of Tic Tacs, and they were delicious. Uh, which is not the case. Nobody eats. You can't eat that. You can eat candy, like you can eat Chuckles or something. I don't know why Chuckles was the candy I thought of. I don't know either. That's great. My brain went right to Chuckles. Uh, you know, that's that's childhood brain. That's childhood lizard brain coming out because I love chuckles as a kid oh my god that i love them uh that's not to say that i don't love them as an adult let's go ahead and not i don't want to be uh i don't want to totally rule out the chuckles because because here's the thing a listener right now could be going like holding a pile of chuckles and going i'm so happy he loves these that they were putting them in an envelope to mail them to me and then uh clearly then i was like oh no i don't like them as an adult and now they're throwing them in the trash and i don't want you to throw please don't throw away your chuckles send your chuckles to me i must consume your chuckles i will even eat the devastating black chuckle. I don't, I don't mind. That's I, the only one I eat. Oh, what happened to you? You know why? Because your, because your stomach is coated with a thick lining of Pez dust and you can't taste anything anyway. Pez How dust. dare you? 
uh black chuck black chuckle is i, I as a kid i would eat it and, and astonish children for miles around they would come to watch and i'd be like ha and i'd hold it to the sky not unlike the lion king that was born <laughs> and then there would be a, a you know a, a call would go across the serengeti and then i would consume the black chuckle and i would do this i would bite the chuckle in half even though my mouth capable of holding several chuckles at once even in my youth but as a child, I would make sure to bite the black chuckle in half so people could see the middle of the black chuckle and recoil in horror That's as I chewed chuckle. it. I, well, I don't I like black licorice, so I'm not a, I'm not mm. averse to it, but it's not the one I would choose of the chuckles. Let me let's guess. The, so you're all right. You're going to guess. I was going to say, let's rank the chuckles, but feel free to guess. Orange is the top of your list. Boy, I'll tell you what. Orange is a fantastic chuckle. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly, there's no doubt that orange is a fantastic <laughs> chuckle, but I'm going to tell you that if it, in horse race parlance, uh, orange is the place horse of my chuckles. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Red is the show horse of my chuckles. I can't believe you don't know the chuckle I like. Is it really green? Oh, my God. Green is the winner. <laughs> You had to take into account that I discovered them as a child when when I decided green was my favorite color, that that probably played some sort of psychological But orange bias. has to be the favorite flavor. Orange is really delicious. And yeah, it's weird the, to say that about green, a candy. The green flavor is... It's green. Yeah. It tastes green. It's not, it's like, it's not apple and it's not mint. Like you're, you're, it confuses your brain. Cause it just kind of, you know what? Yeah. How I would say favorite? of all chuckles, that would be the, <laughs> the most chuckled flavor. Because the black one is black licorice, orange is that, red is cherry, and then green just tastes like green. Every one of those, except for there's, um, what is the other one you can buy? The green, oh, oh, you know the winter green uh, chewies? No, 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 the, no. Oh, my God. I had a bowl of certs for dinner last night. It was so good. Jesus I Christ. I certs. Do they still make certs? I have to go look that up next. I looked up. This all started because I looked up Pez to be like, oh, I, I want to get some Pez. And I'm like, you can buy them by the two-pound box. Wow. And then they showed up because I said that out loud. <laughs> yeah. Blink, you blinked like Genie and they were in your lap. You're like, yes. Uh, I, I, let me. Here's a, You know what? The certs question is a two-fold question. It's, it's do they still make certs? And do they still make certs with Retson? That's the most important thing. Because uh, if I remember correctly, uh, with our recent dealings with Russia having gone uh, completely off the rails, they hold the world's largest natural storehold of Retson over there mm -hmm. in Russia. So there's no way they can be importing Retson from Putin. Putin, Retson, Retson, Putin. They're, they're, they're symbiotic. You can't separate the two. If you think of Putin, you think of Retson. If you think of Retson, you got to think of Putin. So now I fear that the populace is running around with pockets full of certs without Retson. And oh my God, what do we do about that? What could we possibly do about that? We need to make a phone call. I, I bet right now, American Ingenuity, they're in the lab right now inventing not only weapons that will kill you, but still make your clothes look nice, but also they're inventing uh, faux Retson. I think they're coming up with some sort of faux Retson, like a, like, like a diabetic like insulin, right? You know how you got to put insulin in to stay like non-diabetic? I bet you got to inject Retson to stay, have a good breath all the time. And they're inventing it right now. What are you showing Did me? Did you see my screen right there where it says Retson? It's... The silent killer. Yes, I told you. What the fuck? Yeah. I think, if I remember correctly, that's the poison they keep finding on Putin's enemies once they jump out of a fucking window. Those dudes jump out like 18, and then they're like, oh, man, we found this dude. He was covered in blood and Retson. There were traces of Retson all over his lapels. 
And they're like, how was his breath? They're like, fantastic. <laughs> he took his last one and it was fresh. <laughs> God damn it. Fucking Ruskies and the Retson murders. Uh, by the way, that is clearly, that is my favorite Columbo episode of all time. The Ruskies and the Retson murders. Oh God, was it great. Just, just, just one more thing, Mr. Putin. Just one more thing. <laughs> uh, I noticed, I noticed, I noticed this roll of lifesavers on your desk. Oh, good Lord. Um, speaking of lifesavers, let's talk about that. Let's talk about lifesavers for just a second, because you and I have a shared commonality to discuss regarding the lifesaver right now. What is that? You know, I happened to see Lily this week in person. Uh, I went to grab mm-hmm. her from her homestead and we took her to a store, uh, because once again, as you know, she's, uh, She's non-ambulatory, I think is the word I'm looking for. Her her jazzy was kaput, if, if you don't mind. You know, I think that might be a good name for the show. Hold on, let me jot that down. Her jazzy was kaput. All right, we're writing it down now. Uh, see, that's not good for people. Because you, you used to take notes. You used to care about this show. Now I'm the one who has to write stuff down all the fucking time. I love um, that I'm back and you just want me to do work. <laughs> Is that the, is that the work? <laughs> really writing five words? All right, good. Um, four words. Her jazzy was kaput. Again, maybe I go that route. That's five <laughs> words. So uh, you. Uh, oh my god! I could hear you laugh there, like literally, because your microphone started, kicked in. Maybe the pez, had, whatever the pez dust. You know what? Maybe your microphone is covered with pez dust, and that's why we can't hear it. Like our, our like uh, Aretha Franklin's piano is covered with Cheeto dust. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> you don't know that story? No. Uh, dude, it's a totally famous story. Aretha Franklin. Now, but all right. So here's the thing, though. I can't figure out the logistics of it because I'm not fucking Joe Piano. All right. But here's the deal. And I, I must have told the story before because it's one of my favorite stories that I ever heard. It's an anecdote. More than a story. Uh, Aretha Franklin had a favorite piano that mm-hmm. she would play in her house. And uh, she started to play it. And then it wasn't playing. It wasn't like making music. It was, it, it was almost like it was dulled. Like she couldn't get it to perform the way she wanted it to perform. She, she had to call... The piano man. Clearly, she had to call. She had to call Billy Joel and get him over there to do some work. Uh, no, she had to call a piano guy to come over and fucking take a look. So, piano guy comes in and he uh, he goes, "All right, I'll take a look at it. I'll let you know, Miss Franklin." And she she's you know said ski bop a doo and went to the other room. Although that's Ella Fitzgerald. Um, maybe Ella Fitzgerald was there. Maybe she said ski bop a doo and her and Aretha went to have some nice tea. But uh, the guy looks at the piano and uh, the hammers of the piano. And I don't know if this means the keys that she played or the hammers inside the piano were covered in Cheeto dust and they wouldn't play properly. It was being muted because there was this, this dust inside and it was, it was Cheetos. It was the orange stuff from Cheetos. You can Google it. I promise this is a uh, possibly apocryphal fable. I don't know, but I know that I heard it a million years ago and I fucking love it because it's hysterical because again, like I said, I can't decide one or two things. One, does that mean the keys was she, was her was she eating Cheetos while she wrote songs and she's playing her piano and that fucked up then the cheese dust got between the keys or did she fill her grand piano with Cheetos at one point for a party and just thought there would be no fucking uh, you know rec- anything that no blowback to that and then I couldn't think of the word what's the word I'm looking for no cost to pay perhaps no there's a cost word it begins pay? with C uh, she filled her piano with Cheetos and she thought there would be no because uh, I wanted to say recompense, but that's not the, that's not the word. God damn it, I hate myself. But she filled, so I don't know if she filled her piano with Cheetos for a party. Because I like to think of the uh, the it crowd showing up for that. Your uh, your Marvin Gaye's, your uh, 
Barry Gordy's all showing up to that party and there's just a, a baby grand filled with Cheetos. That sounds like something fucking Trump would have done at the fucking White House, just filled up, you know, hey, hey, who owned this piano? Calvin Coolidge? Fill it with Doritos for me or something like that. That'd be fucking perfect because he's a fucking lout. Uh, but so, but I couldn't, so I, I guess it had to be like, she couldn't have filled the piano with that because she would have known something was up. Aretha Franklin, though not a piano repair person, clearly understands how a piano works and she knows you can't coat the inside of a piano with any sort of snack dust because there are going to be terrible things as we're learning as we're learning today with your microphone which is now covered in pez dust as you tried to shake it up (laughs) there and we couldn't hear it uh are you googling are you googling the story what are you doing i'm trying to find it but i'm not finding it uh it's a story i read i you know i'm telling you i look i'm looking uh, that's I, I can make up a lot of stuff. I got an imagination of stuff, oh. but I will tell you this. That is clearly not something that I would make up because I'm not going to I'm going to slander the queen of soul with snack slander. That's not going to fucking happen. Why would I do that? You like Cheetos? You like Cheetos? You want to ruin a piano? Ruin a piano. She got a lot of money. She probably had a piano in every room. <laughs> Might have had a piano in her bathtub. Why not? But that would be that would have to be one of those little plinky plink pianos. You can't play that, right? Man, I saw somebody in the bath the other day. And uh, it was a photo. What? Of, I saw somebody in the bath, like on Facebook. Oh, oh well, that's you know. even weird. Now it gets weirder. How well, is blame, that weirder? Blame them for them weird post. I wasn't, no, I wasn't peering in a window looking at anybody. What I'm saying is uh, someone posted a photo of themselves either on Instagram or, or Twitter. I don't know. One of the fucking ghetto places that I go to all goddamn day and I waste all the time in the fucking world. And uh, this person was like, uh, a reminder, it's that time again. And they float. And this person was in the bathtub and they had uh, Girl Scout cookies in their plastic container floating on top of the water. And they were like, I guess, eating them while they took a bath, which, uh, first of all, as we all know, baths are an instrument of the devil. Like you, you don't take a bath ever because you're just sitting in your own <laughs> filth and it's fucking horribly disgusting. But also the very fact that you would they, look, I, I can't imagine like eating cookies in, in the bathtub. That's that just sounds because there, there were suds too, so you know they're gonna eventually you're gonna get a wayward sud, and nobody it's gonna get on your cookie, and now your your thin mint is gonna taste like zest, and nobody fucking wants that. I look, I ordered literally, I ordered dosy doughs, not Mister Bubbleos. I don't want them. You fucking putting suds all over these goddamn things. But then also, you're in the bath, and your arms are underwater because there's nowhere else to put them, and then you have to reach out and grab a cookie. You got it. Well, there's no arm place for your fucking thing in the bathtub. What what kind of weirdo bathtub do you have? My bathtub always has an open side. Well, yeah, but then you're dripping water all over the goddamn floor. You don't want that. Well, how deep are you in this bathtub? You better you burrow in. You better. The only reason I'm in there is to get it up to my fucking Just chin. I bury myself. Your arm is over the side. You got a little tray across it that's got your your uh, your um, Girl Scout cookies and a glass of milk. You're set. What, what are you, you Dorothy Lamar? What are you? Tray why are in you your fancy? Bathtub? You no. don't have a no, I don't take baths ever. No one takes baths. Well, you're sitting in your you own don't fucking filth. How baths work? Because your arm is out. No, no, because <laughs> here's no. Here's why. It's another reason not to take a bath. Not only you're sitting in your own goddamn filth, but you're sitting in the bathtub, and then it's like uh, everything under the water is like toasty and warm. You're like yay, and then everything above it is is as cold as the Arctic. And you're like, oh, dude, this is terrible. I'm a mismatched guy. I'm a yin and a yang. And then you want to slide under the water to be totally warm because the only point reason to take a bath is for it to function as a hot tub. Nobody's washing themselves in the bath. They're like soaking to fucking have Calgon take them away. But eventually Calgon leaves and leaves behind a fucking bowl of lukewarm water that you're in there pruning in. And it's fucking disgusting. 
baths are horrible for adults. I'm, I'm going to teach you how to take bath. No, first incorrect. you get your electric heater and you put it in the room so that the warm temperature of the air matches the warm temperature of the water and it becomes almost almost like a steam room in there with hot air and a and a warm bath and then you have food and a book sometimes. I got news for you. If you put me in the bathtub with an electric heater, that's the last time you're ever seeing me. That is other than when they take me out. Because that is, I, you, I'm i telling you right now, I can't handle one floating Girl Scout cookie thing. You think I'm going to have an electric heater and not fuck with that thing while I'm in the bathtub? Oh, you know, I wish I, wish I was a, a skosh warmer. Just drag that forward and fucking zzz, zzz, zzz. nothing but Z's and T's and flashing lights. Fuck that. <laughs> There's a company that makes toaster bath bombs. So it's no. shaped like a little toaster and then you just toss it into your tub. It's adorable. See, is it Wishful it's Thinking dark. Incorporated? That's the name. Probably. That should be the name. That should be the name of the company. <laughs> Childhood Trauma Inc. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I can't uh you can't eat in the in the tub, man. That's fucking I just, eat in uh, my actual hot tub outside too. I have a little tray on the outside of it and I can yeah. Well got a little eaten, towel so I can dry my hand and grab something to eat again if I want. I've eaten in a hot tub. Well, that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> you are literally where other people have eaten before and not like not like in a good way you know what it's just it's all it is it's just like the old country buffet of pussy then if you (laughs) want to go ahead and write it like that i mean i i i belly up to the old uh the snack bar at the old country buffet and i have seconds and thirds so what's the what's the issue the the chlorine the bromine all of that is so bad that's what keeps you safe It totally oh, keeps you safe. Oh my God, that's what keeps you safe. You know, I'll tell you what. If, if Aretha Franklin fills her bat or fucking piano <laughs> with chlor- chlorine and bromine, then we're not having this discussion about her and her fucking repairman who can't get things done. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I, I I'm not a <laughs> bath person. I got no interest in it. I don't ever want to. No, 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 no. Thank you. The last bath I actually took, like literal bath, was uh, I worked. I worked like a 12 hour shift at that Marvel mania superhero restaurant and came home and just ran all the hot water. I could all of it that, that wouldn't go over the top when I put my gigantic (laughs) carcass in it. Uh, And I just, I remember that was when I looked at Karen and I said, I can't do this anymore. I can't please. I, you know, can I quit this job and just try to go get any other job in the world? And that led to basketball. So I guess (laughs) <laughs> baths aren't a bad thing when you really think about it. Maybe I need to do that now. Take another bath. <laughs> you need to go take a bath. <laughs> conjure up some good luck. Conjure up a roll. Dude, I got I got contacted by fucking Central Casting this week three times for the roles of bodyguards, role of security guards, and uh, and what was the other, some other role of uh, literally f- fat poor guy. And I, I mean, look, if you can't, find, I'm in for fat poor guy. Bodyguard, <laughs> maybe not. You want muscle guys. Security guards, I could look schlumpy and lumpy, whatever the fuck. But fat poor guy? How do I not get picked for fat poor guy? I'm fucking him. The living embodiment. Maybe because they thought I would be too good at it. They're, you know, I'm the fucking, I'm the Anton Chekhov, a fucking fat poor guy. I'm the fucking, I'm the, the Meisner, a fucking fat poor guy. There's no method actor at all. I can live that role. I will live my truth in imaginary circumstances as a fucking fat poor guy all goddamn day. And all you'll want to do is cut me checks. That's it. That's all you want to do. Look at fat poor guy. Holy shit. You can't take his eyes off him. That was the problem. I'm supposed to be background. If I'm, back, I'm in the background being the best fat poor guy you've ever seen. They'd be like, oh, we can't have He's stealing focus from, I don't know, whatever, some 90210 kid or whatever, whatever idiot's got a show now uh, that they remade that they won't stop remaking. I, dude, dude, dude. 
I Dude. can't look. Who you watch Karate Kid, right? Don't you watch that? Whatever the fuck. I watched the first two and had to bail. Right, right. Because you're because in your brain you're like, you know what? This wasn't a bad idea for one season, and then nine more seasons in, you're like, what the fuck is happening? There's no way yeah. these guys still know karate. There's no way karate isn't even doesn't even know karate anymore. There's nobody <laughs> who does karate. It just it's that's the thing is they latch onto something. Like I'm just waiting for them to drag out. Like because they what did they some other sitcom was just remade or something like not family matters some bullshit i don't know then they'd redo 90210 or fucking melrose place or one of those dumb fucking shows too i don't remember dude they got to make things that work make shows that are just, that, make, make shows that things. work don't don't quit go, <laughs> literally every studio executive you know they they're armed with a shovel and they just dig up some old show from the fucking past and they go Hey, what about the corpse of Urko? What if we dragged him in front of people for nostalgia's purposes? Because again, you'll never grow broke selling people back their own high school nostalgia ever. You'll you'll make tons of money selling people back their youth. Hey, guys, remember this? You guys remember Skid Row? Oh, I do. They were awesome. Let's go see them. How much are tickets? 50 bucks. Seems reasonable now that I'm an adult. But as a kid, I wouldn't have paid 50 bucks because I was broke. But now I get to fulfill my lifelong dream. Where's the Aquanet? And then you go see Skid Row and they don't need Aquanet because none of them have any fucking hair left. And it's not even Sebastian. He's off doing Sebastian shit. Ridiculous. Same thing with these shows when you tune them in. I, I would think it would just be a depression factory watching these shows from your youth because you're trying to relive essentially yeah. that part of you. And then I'm like, I don't want to know that fucking Shannon Doherty's going through menopause on fucking the new Beverly Hills, whatever the fuck. And that just seems ridiculously sad. <laughs> Eventually, you know, if she's... I mean, I don't know if they, maybe, you know, you know, what would be really funny I, now that I think about it, because, you know, they, they did the Brady Bunch movies, right? Mm -hmm. And essentially the, the storyline was they were still the Brady Bunch in modern times. Right. Great idea. Great way to do it. If you're going to do it. What if they did a 90210 or a Melrose Place or a fucking what was the one with uh, who's the chick? Katie Holmes. What was that one? Wasn't her name? Her name was Pookie or something. I, don't I have no know. idea. Uh, I don't know. There's there's a something with a peer. Jason's Pier? I don't fucking know. God damn it. I have no idea. Okay, well, what if you brought those shows back? All right. Like you brought, say, because there's, a, let's let's stick with 90210, because isn't that the one that has the Peach Pit and all yes. those? Yes. Okay. What if you, and I, and look, this could have been done already, because it seems like too good of an idea for me to be just thinking of on the fucking fly here. What if you brought that show back and, uh, and they acted melodramatic and stupid like they did back then? And everybody now is just like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Like they were this island of, you know, all the people yes. from 90210 lived for their dramas and their bullshit and their garbage. But in the real world where people are dealing with a pandemic and other stuff, and there's like, dude, there's bigger problems than, <laughs> than fucking than Jolene's glasses. But it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like if you brought back Saved by the Bell and all those people were doing Saved by the Bell shit in a real high school, you know what I mean? And, the, and it was just like, you know, fucking it, it, Screech got stabbed, although he got really stabbed. I guess, I guess that's not a bit. <laughs> I was in Wisconsin in the city. He got stabbed in when he got fucking stabbed. Like if we'd have been out, we could have seen it two miles away. Um, but that's what I mean. Like their, their bullshit problems and stuff where, you know, Slater or whatever, couldn't make the wrestling team. And then he had to run into some guys who were selling fentanyl. You know what I mean? Like that would be fucking take them. And, but also have the old actors playing them. So, so have them literally just took, if you took 90210 now, okay. with the grownups and drop them in the middle of, of 2023, but they had to do the, they had to act like they were back in looking 92 or whatever the fuck. So I was not feeling well the other day and I was laying in bed going, what can I watch? And I found that 90s show, which uh -huh. is an updated version of that 70s show. And yeah. it is their kids. 
and both Kitty and Red in the house. And there were guest appearances by different people. And they brought back uh, David from from 90210. And he was playing himself in high school as an old person. So when you said that, I was like, yeah, yeah. you no. know, that was the funniest part of the whole thing. Was, sure. Yeah. Was this daydream they had about the peach pit. And he was there as an adult in high school still. So yeah. I'm with you on this. I would yeah, that, totally watch that show. So now I think that there's no way it hasn't been done. Like it must have been done in some construct like that. I, I don't. It was one little video dream where they were talking about, again, the whole show was terrible. On but that was, so many levels, it was terrible. That was the show I was that spurred this kind of in my brain where I was like, why do yeah. they keep digging up stuff from the past? Because I did. I saw an ad for that 90s show. And I was like, you've it's... got to be fucking kidding me. Like, what are you, what, what are you doing here? I, I, if I was an executive, and again, everybody likes money. Some yeah. guy wants an Aston Martin. He thinks of some dumb fucking idea. Well, but you'd be wouldn't you be embarrassed if you Fez, saw Fez was the only one that has a full story arc in the new thing. The other ones like dropped the kid off and left and made a two second appearance and left. And Fez is like on the show as a hairdresser who's famous and successful, but doesn't have love. Spoiler. I hope I didn't ruin it. Oh, no. Oh, my Christ. Um, But it was just I, I just kept going. It's it, it was like watching. It was like watching Married with Children 20 years later, and you just kind of went, why? Why yeah. are we doing yeah. this? I don't... Be because it's, it's fucking brain oatmeal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So people can sit down and throw it on and go, oh, remember that? Remember this? Remember we did that and all this stuff? And, uh, and also, like, it was Laura, Laura Prepon wasn't on it, was she? Like, Topher, was, Topher Grace was from that show. And Topher he went on... and... and... The girl he was dating, whose name I can't remember right now, that went on to be on uh, Orange is the New Black. She was the second character. I can't think of her name right now. His that might be Laura Prepon because Laura Prepon, yeah. She, well, she grew up to be all naked and stuff, which was pretty fucking hot. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean? she's like she's a very attractive yeah. lady. And then, um, uh, 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 what's her face? Is uh, that Vanessa plays Hudgens? Meg. Is she in it? No, Ashton Kutcher's in it, and he married Vanessa Ashton Hudgens. Kutcher and Meg were both back. I can't think. She does the voice of <laughs> Meg. Know. That's all I can remember. I can't <laughs> remember any of their names. Because, again, I watched the whole thing going, I wish I had a fever. It would be better if I had a fever. I just had a stuffed <laughs> up nose and a sore throat. Damn it. Ashton Kutcher, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Uh, and, look, let's. Uh, Ashton Kutcher has done very well for himself. Oh, he, yeah. He's, he's they made, all have. He's made he's worth, you know, multiple, multiple millions of dollars because he tricked people into standing under a bucket of water. I mean, good for him that it all, it all <laughs> worked out true. fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, whatever, whatever gets you there. OK, that's that's the yeah. great thing. I mean, I, again, I, I'm sitting here ranting about them. So what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> but, but I but I love when and again, I'm sure he's done wonderful things for plenty of causes. He and both and Vanessa Hudgens, both. That's his wife, I believe. Right. Is he married to Vanessa Hudgens or who's he married to? I don't who he's married to? Oh, uh, Mia Kunis. I always mix Mia those Kunis. two up. That's Meg. Mia yeah, yeah, Kunis. Okay. That's Meg. Yeah. So he's married. The he's married to her, I believe. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, Vanessa Hudgens is like she's ten years younger than any of those guys. Like she was a Disney kid who also got naked. Fucking hot. Vanessa Hudgens is ridiculously hot. She's also in Tick Tick Boom, which let me go ahead and jump on the and, and tell you this: <laughs> if you didn't watch Tick Tick Boom, shame on you. Uh, <laughs> Tick Tick Boom is a musical that, and you might not if you don't like musicals, you're out. You hated it? Did you actually give it a shot? I, I tried and Ugh. tried. Four times I started it. Well, the good news is I watched it the four times you, you couldn't. <laughs> 
Andrew Garfield is is just the greatest. I mean, he is a he is there there are people you see them and you're just like, you know, is there can we somehow, I don't know, preserve him in amber for future generations <laughs> just as he is now? I mean, I know we're catching him on video and film, but they, he's a delight. Like on red carpets and stuff, he has he has this weird interaction with this I think she's an Australian girl. And she's just one of those silly, mouthy kind of, you know, the, the Australians always put out some fucking criminal. You know what I mean? Who's the, mm-hmm. everybody's, every every five years, some Australian criminal, because they're, you know, she's salty. Everybody's like, isn't she body? And then she winds <laughs> up being famous for a cycle. So that's when the Australians have some red carpet chick who, by the way, she's got millions of followers and she's entertaining. She's interesting to me. I find her because it's again. People watch these red carpets and they want they all want to look at the clothes and be like, ooh, fancy red carpet. But then they also are like, someone should take these jerks down a peg. There's always that little <laughs> thing that lives inside of everybody where they're like, wouldn't it be great if the red carpet was on fire and everybody died? You know, someone roots for that. There are people who actively are like, stupid Hollywood. Well, this Australian girl, she's, her whole function is to be there to kind of uh, take the piss out of people. You know what I mean? To be just like, uh, oh, your, uh, your movie was really good. I didn't see it. But, but how are you feeling today? Like that kind of bullshit. And that's their whole, that's their whole present presentation yeah. is I, I, I don't get you guys, but I'm here for whatever reason, like that deal, the, the disenfranchised yep. red carpet host. So she's, and then she's Australian. So she's throwing a bunch of fucking Sheila's and crikeys and she's talking to everybody and they're like, oh, isn't she just glorious? I hope a stingray doesn't stab her in the chest. Uh, <laughs> but she has this running thing with Andrew Garfield now. And I know, by the way, uh, please understand I'm not watching any red carpet coverage. Mm. Don't think I know. <laughs> you spit out your soda. I'm Love sorry. You. Yeah, because as I talk about it more, I realize this sounds like I'm I'm wrapped with my chin <laughs> on my my fists and my elbows on my knees watching red carpet for fucking everything. I'm not. I promise. But it's one of those deals where when you stumble into fucking Twitter or Instagram, people share clips all the fucking time. And so I've now seen like three separate clips where this girl runs in Andrew Garfield, and. He he loves her. He thinks she's so funny and cute. And she clearly, even though she's trying to do her goofy job of being the, yeah. you know, the the foot stamper, she's still she she's kind of cute with him back and forth because they have this great rapport. And it's it's almost it's very much the the vibe of you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up like that kind of thing yeah. that they have. And it's super cute with them because, again, that's the kind of guy you, you want. Andrew Garfield could do that with anybody. He, Do you think can, it's all staged, though? I'm so jaded. Well, he, I mean, yes, everything is staged to a certain extent. They now know their roles in that little dance because they've done it a couple times already. But it it doesn't matter because he's so breezily charming and she's so just her, you know, and unabashedly her. her. Well, I'm just saying she's cute, yeah. and but she holds her own. She's wearing a nice, she, she's, she looks like a little kid all dressed up in grown-up clothes. You know what I mean? And she's like, how are you? How are you? Like all that you know how it is. It's like when they watch a monkey eat a peanut. Everybody's like, look at that monkey eat that peanut. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Well, monkeys eat peanuts all the time and they'll also rip your dick off if you get close enough to them. <laughs> but, but at the same fucking time, they can do the thing that, that you like. You're like, yay. Uh-huh. So they dress her up in her little, uh, in adult clothes. She's in a frilly dress that like, she, you can see like a tag hanging off of it. You know what I mean? She's like pulling it because it's too weird in spots. But she's just there to do her gig. And that's, it's, it's as if they took, if they put Popeye the Sailor Man in a tuxedo. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of, <laughs> incongruous someone you would never think who would be dressed yeah. up but yet they're dressed up and then they have to do this job amidst the glitterati and so she you know they, and so they both know their roles clearly and is it is it set up maybe you know what i mean but at the same time it was it's done well enough to where they 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 every time i see the clip i'm just like okay well that's fun they're having some fun <laughs> because it's it's better than that 
than to see some guy walk in with a frilly collar holding a skull and talking about poor Yorick because he thinks he's so fucking serious as an actor. You know what I mean? That It's just the red carpet. Go be serious in the building. The red carpet outside is for you to nod and smile and go, yeah, this is cool. I'm glad we're here. I don't know. I don't watch any of that shit. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> you have a uh, lot of opinions about tubs and red carpets and you don't like either of them or use them. <laughs> I don't care for them at all. Tubs of Pez, bathtubs. I don't like any of them. <laughs> Um, so, God. so Andrew Garfield, though, is a delight. He's an absolute delight, and he should be saved for future generations in this incarnation. I want him to be preserved. I don't want him to get old and everybody look back at his videos and go, oh, he was great. No, man, save him now. Put him in a fucking chamber. They got to they gotta lock him up in the deep freeze. And then, like, in, you know, in 700 years when Avatar is here, they can open up the thing and he'll go talk to the blue people and everything will be fine because they know Andrew Garfield's on our side. There won't be any more wars. No more wars. Garfield lives. That's it. That's that banner headline in the in the New York Bezos Musk. That'll be the newspaper in the future. The New York Bezos Musk. No more wars. Garfield lives. There you go. Done. Perfect. I love Andrew Garfield. I love Tick Tick Boom. You should watch it. It's fucking brilliant. Don't listen to Lily. I tried. And I at least musicals too, but I just hmm? couldn't. Let me ask you this: Were you put off by the fact that it's that? It's Oops. cute. There's no doubt it's twee and cute. Uh, uh, it's a modern, like, it's the guy who did Rent. Yes. So it's, it's what musical theater became when he wrote Rent. I, I understand all of that. I just couldn't jump in. I tried. I just, every time I would start it, I would be like, yeah, I get what this is doing. Okay. Well, there's only, you know what I say to you? Come to your senses. <laughs> God damn, that song is so beautiful. The time to go. God damn, is it beautiful. Um, all of the songs are so, I mean, everything. I cried. I cried. Every time I watch it, I sob. Dude. But also, I'm, I'm, I cry at everything now. I cried at that new fucking 90s show. I couldn't stop. I was like, oh. Did you watch it? No. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't, I didn't watch the 90s. I'm going to watch the 90s show? Please. Fuck <laughs> that. Oh, my God. made me laugh. Bad enough I had to watch that decade from a, with a jaundiced eye from arm's oh, length. I, I got to watch a show about it. The 90s were the worst. Of all the decades I've lived through, the 90s were awful. I the, think about, you the know. The music, the movies, the music, the motion. The... <laughs> <laughs> I hated all of it. I, but I got to be People get mad at me when I say that, but I'm like, yeah. I hear you. I, I, look, I don't, out of, and again, because I don't want to be that dude. Because look, I, everybody I went to fucking school with. Uh, when He's they're not, dead. yeah, well, I wish. Uh, when they're not busy hating black people, they they all, right? you know, will tell you that how great the '80s were. You know what I mean? And those, and you're just like, my God, you know, you if you if you had one scintilla of of self respect or self reflection, you would realize you're becoming everything you hated when you were a child. When they would tell you how the '50s were the greatest, you know what I mean? Like the '50s were the greatest, except for the racism. The clothes oh, were amazing. Oh, yeah, the clothes were amazing. Yeah, you could look like you could, you looked great wearing a poodle skirt, holding a fucking fire hose as you blasted a fucking elementary class down the street in Montgomery. I'm sure you looked great, but you can't separate the two, in my opinion. My my friend has a clothing line for for 50s style clothing, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's like we liked the fashion, not the fascism, is their tagline. But that's, that's not great. it. But it, it's it's like that. It's like it's like clothing, not construct or something i can't remember what it is but it, everybody talks about that we love 50s clothing we just don't like the racism and the sexism and the, all the other isms 
Yeah, but they if they miss the boat, if if it's not uh it's fast we like the fascists, not the fascists, and that's fucking glorious. Yeah, it's some it's something like that. I can't remember. maybe that is it. I can't remember. It's good. I like it. Um, but I've been I've been reliving that whole nostalgia of wanting to go back to my youth because you and I were talking about the cruel world tour. And I yes. have put those tickets in my cart four times and just walked away because I'm like, I want to go back to those 80s bands. I want to see Iggy Pop again. I want to see Adam Man. I want to watch the motels again. But I don't want to be on an uneven golf course in a wheelchair hoping that it doesn't rain in order to spend nine hours outside in the sun. Well, I, you know, I was just going to say, let's be <laughs> honest, you rolled away. You put the tickets in your cart and you rolled away. There's no, you, you weren't it walking just, at all. It's just so so hard to go man i really want to but also like for the price of eddie and i to go i could fix my broken tooth right now <laughs> so it's like oh god but but fuck that you're old you don't need that tooth fuck that tooth <laughs> go to the show no fuck this i, I we need to about be this. able to eat no man you know what get you know what you can eat some baby food for six months until you get more money to fix your fucking tooth my fear is i will go and i will be like okay i'm really uncomfortable and this isn't as good as i hoped it would be and yeah that that was nice but now i gotta sit here for another hour and 40 minutes before the next band that i really like comes and all the air-conditioned bathroom tickets are sold out when did that become a thing that you have to pay extra for an air-conditioned bathroom i'm like i can't get into a porta potty in a wheelchair i don't you, know if you've known this or there is not room in there to turn around yeah i, I so, i'm aware of it so you just kind of go i'm old that, that, well, that's the thing. There's an old, I've talked about it many times on the show. There's an old man who lives inside me and, and I got to fight him every time I want to do anything. And I'm talking like, I, I even going to a movie sometime, I'll be like, yes. oh, fuck that thing's like fucking three miles away. And then I got to do this <laughs> and I got to go, I got to park, you know, and, you and you're park. like, you know what I mean? I got to find a ride. That's what I'm, it's so <laughs> stupid though. There's no reason to be like that. And, and because then you see other people who are just like, ah, you know what? I'm going to the Congo next week. Yay. <laughs> and they're all excited. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Like, you know, I, I don't know why that seems like a good idea at all. I don't, I don't even want to do the conga, let alone go to the fucking Congo. Believe me, that's too many people in a conga line for me, let alone the whole fucking continent. Crazy. <laughs> I got invited to go on a cruise. Oh, okay. And I literally went, Eddie, can you see me rolling back and forth on a boat during turbulence? See, like, I, I, well, you didn't even think, I think even deeper than that, right? <laughs> you would, you would go on a cruise because knowing who you are these days, all right. And I, and you're, you can't deny this. You'd be on the cruise. You wouldn't even, it wouldn't even about fun or rolling around or any shit. By the end, I'm serious. How, how many days was the cruise? Just tell me. Seven days. Okay. Seven days. By day five, you're being towed in a dinghy behind the you, giant cruise ship you give because, credit because nobody five. because nobody wants to hear you tell them to put on a fucking mask again. Like well, literally, yes, you would get on the is. ship. It's not even about the wheelchair at that point. You'd get on the boat and only because it's seven days, you'd make it to day five because Eddie would finally lock you in the room for a few days. And then finally on the fifth day, you'd like, oh, just take me out to the fucking pool for some air. <laughs> and then you'd go to the pool and then you'd start yelling and they would put you on it like in a cartoon on a dinghy behind the fucking cruise ship. They would tow you to fucking port because nobody yeah. would want to hear your bullshit about the germ. Nobody. Day three, they would just find my wheelchair on starboard side and be like, where'd she go? Oh, yeah. she went to be with the sea. Yeah. <laughs> because I just, yeah. Well, no, you, but you're thinking like you do it yourself. No, oh. no, no, no. No, there would be like, they would have to call up fucking Erkel Poirot to determine who threw you overboard because there'd be a whole bunch of suspects that they could pin. 
you, you if, if you go on a cruise check the check the chart you know the the fucking masthead or whatever the fuck yeah. to make sure there's not a mustard or a plum or any of those people on there if there's a scarlet any of those people on the cruise do not board because they will absolutely find you and toss you overboard. It would, it would just. My friend just got back from her cruise, and they were like, you know, the COVID policies are great. Somebody on board tested positive, and they put them in a room by themselves, and they just bring you whatever food you want. And I'm like, how is this good? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't. And, and I looked at that, and I'm like, you know, I would love to go on a cruise. I had a really good time the times I've gone on cruises, but um, I don't know if you know this. The pandemic is over on March or on May 11th. I've heard everything ends. It's like there's no more money for it. There's no more. Nobody cares anymore. And all us disabled people better just like find a little island for ourselves and and live among the fresh air and running water because, man, they do not care anymore about this pandemic. Why? Well, and again, I don't I'm you know this, but I'm going to say it in the guise of I'm letting you know uh, they, they haven't cared for two years. Well, <laughs> they haven't cared but, but at least there were some programs in place. I mean, we're yeah. going to lose telehealth. We're going to lose coverage for all of the things that finally made people who are disabled be able to participate in the system a little bit. Yeah. And I also, mean a little bit. Well, when you talked about the ship and she's like, it's fine. Someone got COVID and they put them in their room and they bring them all the food that they want. I just want to look at that person and go. It was fine for you yeah, <laughs> because they made this person hide in a wall for the rest yes. of the time that they spent $5,000, whatever the fuck, how much money it is. Yeah. It, they, they, it made them a zoo. They put them in, they, they made them in jail that you literally yeah. that person's like, Hey, I can't wait to go out and play some shuffleboard. And then two days later, they're Papillon because they got a fucking yep. disease and got thrown in the fucking, the, the masthead or whatever the fuck. Uh, I can't even remember the names of a ship, the, the bow steerage all those fucking places the bow the steerage yeah. the starboard the but also that's that person's starboard. fault because you know you still have to take precautions so if you yeah. get on a ship and then you're doing the fucking spin dance with kate winslet at an irish party yeah. of course you're gonna get the fucking covid it's gonna happen then they're gonna lock you up and billy zane's gonna try to bribe everybody to fucking make sure you never get out of the room i'm just hoping that someone will want to paint me like a french model oh there's no doubt <laughs> the only reason i'm going on a cruise I got to be honest, man. I, I just the very fact that you even considered it for five <laughs> seconds. I can't believe you would. I because I, I seeing you again. I, I keep telling myself you can't stop living. If you want to do something, you have to just do it, even though it will be miserable for part of it. But then I go, yeah, I really can't. <laughs> just can't. It just wouldn't work. I like the first part of that, and that's the the logic you should use to go see, uh, you know, fucking the flock of seagulls or whatever the fuck. World, cruel world. Oh, the yeah. lineup is just amazing. It is literally everything I remember about my childhood. But the other problem is, have you had this happen where you're like, oh man, this is going to be great, and then you show up and you're like, maybe my childhood wasn't that great. Well, <laughs> I I mean. Only if you're looking, viewing it through that prism. Like I said, I mean, I talked, yeah. you know, you might remember when I was, I was dating my ex and we went to a show and it was D Snyder and kicks and lynch mob and stuff. And I told that story where we had fun. Yeah. You know, it was, it was fun. Kicks was really good and, and stuff like that, but it was at Summerfest in, in Wisconsin. And I've gone to a lot of these shows. Okay. I've seen poison multiple times and rat and all these, you know, these yeah. bands when they come down the pike and, People view that as it, I'm not. They open up their old trunk and they blow the dust off their spiked wristband, 
and the, the women cram themselves into clothes that they don't fit in anymore, halter tops, they tease their hair up because they're they're reliving what it yeah. meant for them to be 15, 16, 17, 20. And so that's what they do. And every one of those shows, Pat, me, Pat, and Pardo, whenever we would go, we would always, you'd, you'd literally like, all right, fucking nine o'clock. You know what I mean? So you'd, they'd turn their head, you'd be like, oh, Jesus. And it was always, you know, I did make fun of it. I'm not going to lie. I, we'd, we'd make fun to ourselves, like teasingly. We'd be like, oh, Jesus, look at that dude. You know, that sort of thing. But yeah. also, there, I, will, I will admit that I also understood the whole value of it. Yeah. Because there would be people dressed in their sleeveless zebra print t-shirt and their, you know, jeans with a big fucking buckle and their fucking hair done. But they would also have their kids. Mm-hmm. That was the thing is like I, when you go see Kiss, like I was all these people who bring their kids to see Kiss because they want them. They want their kids to see what they loved, what they you know, what they were yes. into. And also as a child, like, I mean, I, I grew up listening to Elvis and Motown because of my mom, AM radio, until I discovered Kiss and I discovered all these, you know, until Van Halen and stuff. So I listened to my mom's music for the longest time. And I'm, I'm grateful that she had good taste in music You know what I mean? because <laughs> I mean, it could have been some other bullshit. Oh, I, but, grew um, with, I grew up with the worst. Right. Grand, yeah, I, I grew up near the Grand Old Opry in Florida. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, oh, my. All of yeah, it. That's rough. That's oh. and, and nobody wants it. And again, that, Crystal Gale has a beautiful voice. Tanya Tucker. Great voice. I just was so tired about hearing about trucks and bad relationships and standing by the man that abuses you. It was like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. Well, <laughs> so, uh, so, so these people would, you know, they dress up, you know what I mean, and to go to these shows. And they, and it would, it's a spectacle, certainly. Mm-hmm. But then when I went to that show with my ex at the Summerfest, there were people, again, they were dressed up in their, their 1982 finest. Everybody looked like they were in a white snake, you know, state of mind and they're drinking. They, that's what they want to do. They want to go relive their youth for, yeah. for two hours. And then these dudes showed up. It was a group of like probably like five dudes and they had like hair metal wigs on and, oh. and they, they were, they treated it like Halloween. And so they'd like, they'd walk up to people like literally and, and they put the devil horns up and they'd be like, yeah, rock. And you're just like, you assholes like what the fuck are you doing like they were making fun of the thing that those people loved and they paid for the privilege to do it it's like what the fuck are you even and everybody and if they had stayed among themselves and and made fun of it to themselves to be ironic fine but they would literally walk up to people and go fucking rock yeah metal like and i'm like what are you fucking idiots doing what are you hoping to accomplish here like i wanted to jack one of them i was just like dude get the fuck out of people's faces because these people again in wisconsin especially these people might work in a fucking beer mill all week, you know, stepping on hops <laughs> like fucking Lucy in a sketch. And then they finally get one day free and they get yep. to want, they want to do this one thing. I, you know, I told you again, I, I'm telling stories upon stories that I've told a million times. I learned my lesson at the Seeger concert when we went to Bob Seeger and me and Pat and Siegel were like, we're making fun of it. Like we're sitting there, we're having fun and we love the songs. Yeah. But we're also making fun of Seeger and making fun of the whole kind of production. And a, and a woman turns around and she goes, she goes, Hey, you be quiet, please. I'm trying, I'm trying to watch the show. And it hit me in the pit of my stomach. I'm like, this woman might've waited her whole life to finally see him, to see Bob Seger and got and paid for a sitter and came out, you know, she wasn't wrong for scolding me. She was absolutely right. I was the one who was being a shit heel. Yep. And so that, that made my whole image, you know, the imagery change when in the future, when I would go to shows and that's why then seeing those fucking dudes basically cosplaying metal or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Metal. And just saying, anytime anybody does that, you metal or hat, 
not. You're just like, what are you fucking doing, dude? And also, you're not funny. You're a cliche. Nope. Like, you guys yeah. might think it's hilarious, but it's just fucking stupid. You know, you're just, you're, it, it drives me crazy. So, so when you have to go to this thing just because no, I you gotta see, are you, you've got to get your epaulets out and wear your adamant jacket and go to this fucking thing. Oh, I wish I still had my adamant jacket. I How do, do have my, not? I have my adamant bandana. I found that. I know where that is. Um, see, you bring that. Cause then when you fall and break your leg, it's a tourniquet <laughs> and they drag you off into some air conditioned bathroom. The you don't have is, a though, there's like 80 bands or something. And I'm like, I want to see five of them. I don't have all day. I just don't. I, I want 20 minute sets by five bands or I want to spend $400 and have Adamant sit on a couch playing guitar. You know what I mean? It's yes. like you're 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 Greg Barrett at this point where you're like, I you know, know when I means. Greg Barrett has a, a fantastic bit about concerts and it's about how when you go to the show, uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to bastardize it because I don't know it by heart. But it's essentially like he's like no opening band you know i i don't want to i didn't pay to see your struggles i'm, I'm, I'm not interested in it and uh you know mean but it's but it's true and then the, you know then your band comes the out best. they go on at, they go on at eight o'clock and they play an hour of their hits they don't play anything new and then they come and then they no encore because they you know you know they're not leaving and then you're home <laughs> by home by 10 for the sitter or whatever like it's 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 a brilliant bit because he's I, right. I'm not that bad you just said that you don't want to go to this place because it's it because might be it's hot. eight hours. It's eight hours long outside. I yes. can't physically do that as a disabled person. That is an able-bodied day where you have the luxury of being able to walk inside, and find some shade, and you know, hang out with your friends. Do you know this? This is how this country teaches treats disabled people. There is an ADA area there. Okay which means they're accommodating people in wheelchairs or whatever your needs may be. Wait, 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 wait. There's a special section for the American Dairy Association? <laughs> yes, there is. All right. I mean, I guess I wide to each their own. You know, you got well, everybody. It's a level which is, area. It's ironic because <laughs> of the know. people you're talking about were in the American Dairy Association. Perhaps their bones would be strong enough to support them through their entire lives. <laughs> they wouldn't have to be rolling around in a fucking chair all the time. <laughs> All right, so you've got this section, a special section. They don't let you register in advance, and you are allowed to bring one companion with you. So if I wanted to go out with my friends, I can't even sit with my friends because there's a special area that accommodates me. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see. So, so it's like disabled people are treated like, well, we'll accommodate you, but only on our fucking terms, dick. And so it's like, you know, Eddie could go with me, but he might have to stand in the back and not be able to sit up front near me on my wheelchair because there might not be enough space, depending on how many wheelchairs there are. Well, and also, you just, though, you just go, man, I, you know, but now that sucks. I think about it, fe the it's a festival, right? Yes, it's on the golf course at the Rose Bowl. There's no seats. Right. There's right. no seats for anybody. It's gravel and grass. You try wheeling around on a wheelchair and gravel oh. and grass on top of it. It's awful. You know who you're going to be? Oh, this is great. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> it is. Yes. Did you ever see Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate you already, though. There's a guy named, there's a, there's a guy, the, the original. Don't watch the remake. None of the bullshit. None of the fucking sequels. <laughs> the original. The one that hits home. Toby Hooper. <laughs> Uh, there's one, one of the guys who shows up at fucking Leatherface's house is Franklin. Oh, 
Luke you, Franklin. You he's, it's exactly who he is. That you've literally you nailed Franklin without <laughs> knowing who he is. He's a fat guy in a wheelchair with horrible hair, and you can't wait for him to die in the fucking Aww. massacre. Because you're just like, please die, please. Well, th- no. But that is society with anybody in a wheelchair. Please Fine. die, well, then, go then away. He was the, maybe he was the patient zero of it. Because, but also, <laughs> if you watch it, he's so fucking annoying. You, Even you, wheelie bound, you would be like, kill this fucking guy. He's giving us all a bad fucking name. This fucking, you know what? You know, it's like when they always, what do they say? Quit, uh, what is it? get off the cross, somebody needs the wood. Yes. Get out of the Franklin. Get out of the chair. Somebody needs the wheels because you're just fucking <laughs> bitching like an idiot. Uh, he's so terrible. He's and he's a pussy. And you know he never got laid in his life. He's just a, a, a virgin. He's so fucking bad. He's a, I literally you hate him. You fucking and you're happy with what happens to him. Everybody else, you're like, oh, this is a terrible yeah. thing that they want up. Because look, if you go out. You don't expect to stumble into a chainsaw massacre. You just don't, all right? Especially them, because they apparently were the first ones ever, so they were the ones who even alerted us to the fact that the possibility of a chainsaw massacre existed. So they didn't even have it in their minds that day when they went out in their van. And so when Franklin buys it, though, you're just kind of like, you know what? This is a terribly sad thing, and these people are being terrorized, and I feel bad for all of them. But honestly, if you were going to ask me if there was a good side to a chainsaw massacre... The fact that Franklin is no longer here to bother us, yes, by all means, kill Franklin. I, I got it. I cannot be fully against the concept of the Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> if it eradicates somebody like Franklin. It's fine with me at that point. But anyway, the reason you remind me of him <laughs> is because uh, they foolishly separate. Because they, what? They I, right. You know, you would, you would, but also, again, I give them. I can't be mad at them because they're the first ones to go through this. They're the first ones. So they thought it was a good idea to separate. They they were like, why not? It makes sense. We'll cover more ground that way. And also, they hadn't seen the film of what happened to them. So they have no idea that they're not supposed to break up and split up. They don't know the rules yet. Jimmy Kennedy would say they don't know the rules. So they fucking split up. And uh, Franklin is being pushed through scrub brush, Texas Yes, scrub brush brutal. and grass and gravel and you just see like it's 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 like someone trying to control uh, a a rat in a bag you know what <laughs> i mean it's like it's constantly just shifting and you can't his weight is moving and it's it's so i it's think rough. of you being peddled through the mm-hmm. the grassland through the scrub brush not unlike franklin from texas chainsaw massacre uh only he was killed with a chainsaw and you are going to be murdered by ABC, you know, with, with the vocals of, of Martin from ABC. You and I saw ABC together. Remember that show we went to? I do. And again, I love this and I love concerts and I want to go out and do things. But man, the world does not want you out there. They want they want disabled people home away from everyone. I can't tell you how many people and I'm like, could you just not cough in my direction? Oh, if you're that sick, just go home. I'm not sick. You're the one that's going to get me sick. There's a movie called, you ever see Contagion? Yes. It's fucking awesome. I've watched it. Yes, I, it was one of those, it's brutal. During the pandemic, I watched it a bunch of times. Like I just, and I just, I just happened to see it again about a week ago. I was just, it was just on, uh, it wasn't on. I just saw it on HBO and I started it because I was doing stuff. And uh, there's a scene where they're all waiting in line for medicine at the pharmacy and everything's breaking bad across the world. And they're looking to get this yeah. stuff called forsythia, which is the, uh, you know, the horse tranquilizer of its day, the thing everybody thought was going to cure them. Yes. It's so amazing how that movie basically predicted everything. Um, And there's a woman in line, she's a reporter and a guy behind her just blasts out the wettest cough you've ever heard. 
it's wet and dry at the same time, if that makes any sense. It's just yep, awful. It's awful. And she turns around, she goes, could you cover your mouth? And he goes, fuck you, lady. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Even in the middle of what is a pandemic that's killing people all over the world as they wait in line for this experimental medicine, you still got to go and fuck you, lady, and not covering his mouth when he calls. You're like, you're the one doing this. You're spreading it, you ass fuck. I can't even begin to tell you how many people have told me to take my mask off when I'm out in public. I I I am still in awe sometimes at the audacity of some of these fucking old white guys because it's it's them. It's a lot of them. Um women women just snarl at you, but the men are always the one that are like, you know, you should take your mask off. You don't need that anymore. The pandemic's over. Mm-hmm. And I just look at them and I go, Oh, I have cancer. And that usually just shuts them up. Um <laughs> but but it's because because I used to try to argue with it and I can't anymore. And I hate using cancer, but it's the only thing that people go, oh, I'm so sorry, because otherwise they're just assholes to me. I, I, it's and, awful. And and again, to, to, to touch on that, like I don't. Uh, I, I just that's when they do that to you, mm-hmm. that's that's solely about them. It's solely because you make them uncomfortable. I made them about... realize they're human and that they yes. can die and they don't want to think about that. Right. And also they, they, what you're doing is you're doing the right thing, taking a precaution against yep. something that has killed over a million people in this country. And they, they not, it's not enough for them to let you just, to let you protect yourself. They have to scold you for it. It's the weirdest. Yep. I don't know why this happened where everybody, cause look, man, they, you know, used to say this fucking forever, mind your business, mind yep. your business. Cause also like, you're not rolling around going, put a mask on, put a mask on, put a mask on, put a mask on. You know what I mean? You could very easily do that. You could be a shrew about it and go, hey, I have cancer. Put a mask on. Put a-. You could be terrible. Yeah. But you don't. You choose to protect yourself with your mask and live your life. And no, I try to. So, uh, I'm just, and it makes them so uncomfortable that they have to, they somehow have to get in your face about it. And it's like, what the, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't yeah. mind your fucking business. There's no reason for you to step up and tell somebody to do that. But I do, I do, I will say this about the pandemic. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm enjoying a little bit how the pandemic has turned me into you and you into me. Which <laughs> yeah. Because I went out with Lily this week. <laughs> I knew this was going to come up. Oh, <laughs> well, we went to Costco and I, I had to pick you up at your place. And, and, um, and because look, I will tell you this, when I pick Lily up, I go knock on her front door and there's signs that say wear a mask. And I know I'm supposed to wear a mask in her house, but I'm just knocking on the door to get her to come out. And she opens the door and she's like, put your mask on. And I'm like, I'm just knocking. I'm just fucking knocking. I'll go to my car. The mask's in the car. And then she she will get in the car with me. I wear a mask when I'm with her because it's, you know why? Because I love my friend. That's why. Because I will tell you this. I love I you hate, too. I hate the mask. I hate, I hate wearing the mask. I don't like it. I did, I did it during the pandemic when the pandemic was raging and it was the rule. And now that there still is a pandemic, but there's no rule against it, I've never been exactly the one to be, oh, okay. and also I feel, for me, I recognize that the pandemic is still active and people are still in danger. I have been into a lot of places with a lot of people without a mask on and I have not been sick. So I use that, uh, it's wrong, but I am I feel safer me. And I don't like a mask, so I don't wear one. But around you, I know you're furrowing your brow I'm wrong. Well, furring my brow because it doesn't make any sense. It's not I, logical to say that I, I feel okay 
when I could be sitting in a room full of people that right. I might get it and then I might spread it before I even know I get it. I agree with you. I, yeah. I'm not saying I'm right. Yeah. I'm saying I don't like wearing a mask. That's I, I don't either. Yeah. But I have been for seven years now. I Yes, and I have not. And I yeah. didn't like it when I had to do it. I'm I, yeah. Look, I'm, again, I'm not sitting here. I'm not debating or saying that what I'm doing is better or smarter. Uh, it would be, I would be absolutely much better protected if I wore a mask, but I don't like doing it. And I'm, I'm rolling the dice on my immunity and the medicines I've received. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's that. But when I'm with you, I yes. absolutely respect, uh, what you, what is needed and wanted. And so I wear a mask. I wear a mask in the yeah. car. Cause you do. And I appreciate it. I wear a mask in Costco or wherever we go. If we go to lunch, whatever. Um, so we went to Costco and I wore my mask cause I'm a grown up. And uh, <laughs> Lily puts her jazzy to work. She hops on her jazzy and we go rolling in and, we, and uh, we had to find eggs, which I, as you know, are now the absolute hidden treasure of any grocery store. They, they do what they can to keep the run from happening. Cause there were, I, I will say this, we went into the, in Costco, they've got this, it's a essentially chicken a, coop. it's like a meat locker. I mean, it's yeah. fucking, you know, it's freezing. It's all, it's like. They don't have a display case of eggs. They have a room of eggs and, and yeah. dairy products. So we go into this fucking thing and it was hopping. I mean, people kept coming and grabbing, coming and grabbing, coming and grabbing. It wasn't, there wasn't a run on eggs, no. but everybody was coming in and grabbing them and, and taking off. And, uh, and so I went and I got some eggs. Lily needed some eggs. Lily needed some almonds, Lily, whatever. She needed some stuff. She asked me to take her. I took her and we went and it was a good time. And I needed plates and eggs. So I went, uh, and then we're checking out and, uh, <laughs> Lily's in her jazzy and the jazzy. she rolls up and the, the, the woman is the behind the, their registers are so fucking weird. Like, so can I explain it? Because I can explain please do. it. Okay. There's a side you go on when you check out. And then there is the side that you push your cart through. When you're in a jazzy, you have to decide, can you unload your cart and ride that side? Or do you have to come behind them and skip the outer area? And if you're not in the wheelchair access area, the path is not wide enough to be in a wheelchair with other people butt to butt against the checkout. Right. So I often ask, is it okay if I come behind you? And then I roll through, put the jazzy at the end, walk around, do my check, and then get back on the jazzy. So I walk five steps when I'm in the store. And and that usually is okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, these you run into people who are who want to enforce rules and things like that. And so Lily was in her jazzy and she didn't get to get up and walk around. So I had to get up and I had to go to the end and walk around. But there was a woman, uh, we had, we, we were double teamed. All right. There was a cashier, but then there was also and Costco doesn't have baggers really. No, but I'm in a wheelchair. So they always send someone out to be helpful. Yes. And, and that is their goal. That's their goal. They, they, they're trying to be helpful, but the issue is, and again, this, this is going to get into a, a, a strange area, I think. There, there can be such a thing as, as too helpful and there can be such a thing. And I recognize that you probably go through this, you know, I, I hope not often, but it certainly has to happen when it's like when, when you say to say, you say to someone, uh, that person's hard of hearing and then they go, Oh, okay. And they scream at them in their face. And you're like, I didn't say I was deaf. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I can hear you fine, but whatever. So when Lily's in the jazzy, you know, people think, 
they they have to go overboard and do un- everything for her like you know uh scratch her nose you know i have I mean? had people grab my wheelchair and start pushing me somewhere and i will literally turn around and go do you know where i'm going because yeah. this is not where i'm going could you like i'm like would you grab someone and start hurting them out of a store get well, the and, fuck away from me and what that must insane again not not being a part of that world yeah. not being uh, having to go through that it very quickly can make you feel like not only an object. Oh, it's brutal. But also an object in the way. You know what I mean? Like where I, well, you know, Absolutely. you're living it. Because Why don't I, so you go home? Can't yeah, someone yeah, do yeah. this for you? Like when they, they try to push you out of the way on your wheelchair, it's like, yeah. hey, hey, I'm here. I'm a, I'm an, I'm a person. Yeah. I have autonomy. I'm in this space. You can't move me yeah. just because I'm... I'm portable. You know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous. Yes. And I've seen it happen to you. I've seen it. Uh, we were remember we were looking at the socks that one time, and that woman tried to steer you to the side, <laughs> and you're like, "Hey, hey!" And I, I looked over because, and I didn't even know. I didn't yeah. want to yell because I don't want to be a psychopath. But I was just like, "What do you?" But they wanted to go through, and so they just moved you in this Instead weird way. Instead of saying, were, "Excuse me, could you move?" Right. Like you don't exist. Like you like would you're... with someone with a with a cart that is an extension, not yeah. actually part of their extension of their body she, and it's again it was insane. a woman so I, I wasn't going to say anything yeah. but it was like like you were furniture to be moved yeah. it was the fucking weirdest thing so i've seen it where everybody it's brutal and again there are people also who mean well okay but they don't understand that you know what you're you're also because you're in a wheelchair or whatever they think that you are this faberge egg that they need to walk on tenterhooks around and they have to be kind to you at all times. And they don't realize, you know what? Hey man, I might get mad. I could be angry or cranky or grumpy. It doesn't matter that I'm in a chair, but yeah. then, then they think you're embittered and mean because you you get mad at the thing that they do, or they think they're doing a good thing. And you're like, you're yeah. not doing a good thing. I'm a grown up. I can do stuff mm-hmm. and you're frustrated because you're not allowed. You look, some things you can't do for yourself. Yes. But then they're, but then they think you can't do anything for yourself. And you're like, I can do this, this thing I can do. <laughs> Great example is one time at Costco, I was sitting there in the, in the jazzy and I'm looking up at something and in my head, I'm going, do I have that at home or not? And this guy just walks over, grabs it and puts it in my cart and goes, there you go. And I went, <laughs> I went, thank you. I don't want that. I love, but I love <laughs> that you guy. Please take that out of my cart. I, you know, I did. Uh, I just had that happen <laughs> to me. Go, what the fuck? I was in a grocery store and I, this woman, this old woman, and she's like, excuse me, excuse me. And, I, yeah, and she goes, can you, I can't get that. Can you get that for me? Yeah. I said, oh, absolutely. And I, I took it off the shelf and I handed it to her. She goes, I just wanted to read the label. And she <laughs> wanted me to pull it to the front of the shelf so she could read it. <laughs> and I just went, oh, okay. Well, what do you want me to do? What am I supposed to do now? Like, you want, I'll put it back. You want me to pay for it? You want me to give you $20? I mean, what, I, what did I do here? I don't, I don't know now. <laughs> I, first of all, I didn't know you're, I was employed by you at this it's, fucking point. It's very weird. And it is, you know, it, even even if someone is able-bodied, you don't always do the right thing and it can be embarrassing. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, you know, but you the get, reality is just talk to people like they're fucking human. And, <laughs> and but I've, so I've seen that, I've seen you in these situations. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the other day at Costco, <laughs> uh, we got we got what I consider to be the good problem. We had a uh, the bagger. Oh, we a, disagree on that one. Well, but, but exact that. And I'd I, rather be moved. Well, I learned that <laughs> after afterwards. Okay, because <laughs> for, to me, if someone comes with all good intentions, you should observe their intentions for what they are. I 
and I'm not saying that you then subsume your anger or rage or, or your feelings to make that person feel better. But at the same time, they, they, you, you just wish everybody would recognize in the moment what everybody needs. You know what I mean? I want you to explain what happened and then I'm going to explain it from my angle. Okay. I like the way this is, I like the way this is playing out. All right. So there was a person who was checking you out and then a person came up to, uh, help put your things in your, in your cart. (laughs) essentially. And she was, she went overboard with cheerfulness, like this crazy, almost like, almost like pinching your cheeks and going, Oh, good to see you out. I'm glad you're doing for yourself like that. Like really acting like you were somebody who, you know, like you had accomplished everything in the world because you were buying eggs in a jet. <laughs> and so she's just like, Oh, it's good to see you. I'm so glad that you're here. It's oh, oh my God. And, and she's putting stuff in your cart and, and she's not asking you where you want anything. She's just piling it in your cart. And then finally you go, Hey, Hey, I, I, I need this to be over here. And she goes, Oh, and she goes, well, you, can you calm down? And you, Lily went, can you calm down? Can you calm down, please? Norman goes, well, I'm just, I'm making sure that you're getting everything. And she goes, I understand, but you're really aggressive right now. And there's a beat and the one goes, I thought I was being nice. <laughs> and Lily goes, I, I just, I just, right. It's overwhelming. And I'm trying to get, I never said it was overwhelming. I did not say that. I, I stopped and looked at her and gave her the five seconds of silence to let her realize this was a her problem, not a me problem. Yes, but the five seconds of silence just made her go off the deep end. Yes, because then because then she just went, I'm a nice person. I, I do nice <laughs> things. You know, I, I thought I again, I thought I was doing a good thing for you. But but I guess you don't think so. I've you know, I've worked here 16 years and I'm nice and no one ever said I wasn't. And I, it was just I'm sitting there. I'm just like, oh, good. Lord. And I said, I'm like, OK, I you know, we're good. And because I it's making me uncomfortable. And my weird anxiety is like, right, because, again, I recognize that she came from a good place. And I recognize that you're tired of dealing with people who think they come from a good place. So you have to fucking take it. I, I, I saw it all unfold. Okay. And I just like, I was just like, she, and I will say, so whatever. Anyway, so so I said, okay, I got it. I'm moving stuff. And you're like, Mike, can you pay? You handed me the thing and I took care of it. And Do you know went, why I had to say, Mike, can you pay? She wouldn't uh, get out of my fucking way. She wouldn't get up to what she wouldn't let you roll. She forward. would not stop. And finally, I said, can you stop this, please? And yes. I grabbed the rest of my groceries to put in. And she got very upset. Then she started with the I'm nice. I'm a good person. Yeah. I don't know who you think you are. And, yeah, well, whatever the fuck. Oh, well, how about when she said, yeah, Mike, you take this as I'm yeah. trying to hand you my credit card because I can't. I can't leave. I'm stuck. Yeah, but the way she said it was because you, you said, Mike, can you take this? And she goes, oh, yeah, Mike, why don't you take this? Like it was, she was very sarcastic about it. It was it, it was bad. I had to I had to give my pin number across five feet so that he could check out for me. Yes, they wouldn't let I it was because I couldn't, she would I couldn't not get back around. Move. She so, wouldn't get out of the way. So here's the reality of how I deal with people like this. Let five seconds. You, okay, go ahead. Real quick. Do you want me to finish all the way to out of the store? And sure. You, okay. Sure. So then we pulled, we, we finally got everything squared away. And the girl, as we were driving away and I, well, Lily was driving away. I'm not in a jazzy, but as we're rolling away, she wouldn't stop. And she's no. telling the cashier, she's talking shit to the cashier and stuff. And not like that woman was a bitch. That woman was mean, but very much like, boy, I, you try to help someone. And I couldn't believe, you know, I was, I'm a good person. I help people all the time. And we just, we got out. So, and then when we, when we went outside, you know, I said to Lily, I go, do you want me to get the car or do you want to wait here in the jazzy or how do you want to do it? And, um, she goes, well, I'll just whatever you want to do. And I was just like, I'll, cause at that point it was tense with me and Lily even, cause I was just like, she was mad and sad at the same time. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go get the car. So I got the car and I pulled up and opened the trunk 
And uh, I wasn't, I was silent. Like I wasn't saying anything because I, it was awkward and weird. And so I started putting things in the trunk. And then uh, Lily said, I, I, and you'll, we, we talked and you said something like, that that woman was out of line or whatever she said and i go she was i go i said honestly you asked me you go was was she out of line am i crazy and i said do you do you really want me to give yeah. an opinion here and i and she said yes and i said um she was being very helpful and trying to help and then it, be, it got to be too much and when you told her she was aggressive she should have absolutely stopped talking and walked away yep. i go she was absolutely out of line and then Lily goes, well, then I'm going to go fucking complain. Well, what you said to me was the woman that was actually taking the card from you yeah. kind of rolled her eyes and agreed with, with the woman that was checking out. Yeah, they and both, that's they when both I went, did. fuck both these cunts, because that put me over the edge. And she's like, I'm going to go file a complaint. And I go, Lily, just get in the car. We're fine. Because, again, it was this total role reversal of Lily being me going, fuck this. I'm going in there. You know, you, you know what? And truthfully, truth be told, because I, I was loading the trunk of stuff. And then Lily's like, I'm going in to complain. I go, you don't need to complain. It's fine. We're and she goes, I'm fucking going. I'm going in. And I threw her almonds as <laughs> hard as I could into the trunk. And I slammed the trunk of my fucking car uh, because I, I will tell you completely, it reminded me of my mom. It, yeah. it reminded me of my mom just going, fuck this. I'm doing this. And you're like, Ma, we're, we're done. We're, we're, we're away from the bad people. And she's like, fuck this. They need to fucking know. And, I, and so then I just got mad because I'm like, and I'm mad at Lily. I understand what she's doing, but I'm just like, I don't, I don't see the point in it. Like I said, my fire has gone out in a lot of these ways where I just go, fuck, I don't know what we're doing here. And, uh, and so then you went to go back in and now you can take over and tell your so, side. So it. I'll tell you what happened. I started riding the scooter back up because I was going to set it down and then go into customer service. And as I was rolling up, a woman about my age walked up. I'm going to cry. Well, yeah, we were out because we we're, we're still outside. Now, so, let me tell you, let me so set up Kesco. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So I'm coming up the ramp to put the, the jassy back. And this woman about my age goes, where did you find that? Did you find that out there? And I said, no, I'm bringing it back right now. And she said, oh, I need one. And I said, I understand completely. And I got up and I handed it to her. literally went like I do the world is not meant for women like her and I and instead of going in and complaining I said fuck it I'm going home I don't need this shit in my life and walked back down to the car and left the reason that this upset me so much though is here I am being independent through the use of a mobility device and I couldn't go through the side where you normally are and then come to the end and the groceries meet you and I put them in because there were four kids eating candy and coughing. And I'm like, I don't know, were there two? I don't know how many kids there were there. There were kids there well, and, with no masks and I, on and you and I were the only two people wearing masks within a, a fucking probably 30 foot circle around us. And I had even asked you, Hey, just go this way. And you yeah. said, look at those. You said, look at those kids. Yeah. And I'm like, were. there are they two were... kids coughing with candy in their mouth and spittle all over the place. And I'm like, again, COVID is not the only thing that can get me sick. The flu can fuck me up. If I have to vomit, I throw my neck out and then I'm like unable to move and they want to do surgery on my neck. And I'm like, I really don't want to fuck my neck up. So, so instead of being able to go out that way, I had to go through where the where the the 
the checker is. And this woman walked up in front of me and stopped me. She literally stood in front of me like a linebacker, started making fun banter with me. And I'm like, I got to pay for my groceries. And instead, I'm staring at this woman who's putting fucking what was the what was the thing that we bought that was heavy on top of the eggs uh i can't remember what it was but it was i'm literally a box like of something. why are you putting a box of anything on top of my eggs so already i'm just like i hate you but okay whatever and i'm like thanks and she's like da 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 and i can tell she's not going to leave and she's rearranging because it doesn't all fit in there three times in front of me yeah she was playing cart tetris and she, she was playing step back. she was playing the worst tetris because she wouldn't put again, stuff on top of eggs yeah yeah if you're gonna be a checker and you're gonna bag stuff learn that heavy stuff goes on the bottom fragile stuff goes on the top and you don't put chemicals and fresh foods together you don't you just don't bag that way so she's just keeps rearranging it and being perky and finally i just went you're being aggressive and I said it just like that with both my hands up, like, I, I don't know what to do here. And then finally, she just looks at me and I'm like, and then she starts jabbering at me again about how, well, I'm just trying to be helpful and I'm just trying to be nice and I'm just trying to be, and I, and I stop and I give the five second pause for people to have a moment to reflect on their own behavior. And I went, okay, you're a nice person. And then she started in again and I went, I can't get by her. I can't do it. And I said, Mike, can you take my card, please? Because I couldn't get around because she's still playing touch. We only bought seven things and she can't get them into the cart. Yeah. And finally I said, you have to stop. You have to just stop. And she goes, I will. And then grabs the other two things and shoves them back on. And finally I just start moving just towards her because I'm like, I'm, I'm done because I want to get out and throw hands on this woman it was so infuriating that she first talked down to me like i'm not an able-bodied person that can't possibly check out myself and that she had to come here and literally stop the process of me buying my own groceries it was insane yeah she she thought she was a hero yes and in and the reality she literally threw another obstacle in front of me yes, herself and then she couldn't believe you weren't grateful for her heroic actions. Oh, absolutely. It was, it, it played out in front of me. I saw it. And also I will say this, you mentioned about how bagging groceries and stuff. The irony of this entire thing is if someone hadn't mixed chemicals and fresh food when you were a child, you wouldn't be in a jazzy today. <laughs> Clearly someone <laughs> made that fatal mistake in your past. I and it's, wish. It's, it's led us to this right now. But again, uh -huh. I went through all of that. Finally, you ended up checking out for me. And yeah. the entire thing, again, treated me as though I was an infant that couldn't do anything. When the reality is, I was trying to just live my best life for myself. And in Costco, I don't expect groceries. Normally, people come over and they go, do you need help? And I simply say, no. Or I say, yes, could you grab the water for me? That would be extremely helpful. Thank you. And then I finished bagging my groceries. Because... I have trouble walking and standing with stability. I'm not in a in a bed like or, or like Hannibal Elector unable to move. <laughs> you know, I it just it's infuriating the way they treat disabled people as though you are infants and you can't do anything for yourself and they know better than you do. Literally, I wanted to go, could you get the fuck out of my way so I can buy groceries, bitch? 
But I was like, don't be that person. There's children a half an aisle away. You're wearing a mask. So you're protecting yourself. You're doing what you need to do to be in the real world. And again, this is why I buy so much from Amazon, even though they are the worst on earth. This is why I buy factor food and have it delivered so that I can have meals pre-made for me as best I can. This is why I do not leave my house. Literally, I told Mike, I said, I want to pay you to take me to Costco. I want to hire you like an Uber. And he's like, you're my friend. I can't do that. And I go, I don't want to get into some stranger's car at this point. I don't know what they're going to drive like. Um, if I have to bring my own wheelchair, it's a crapshoot whether or not their trunk is empty because nine times out of 10, they show up and they're like, oh, I can't put a wheelchair in my car because they don't want wheelchairs on their seats. Yeah. And so you just go, I just, I want to stay home at this point. I really, truly do. Yeah. Um. But again, I mean, you see it from your side. I see it from my side. And that woman didn't see it from anything other than there was this cripple that was such a cunt today at work. Yeah. And I was a good person who I was a hero and she didn't appreciate any of my heroism. And but, and again, what I wanted to go back in was tell her, I go, when you walk in front of someone in a wheelchair, you are a giant human speed bump. She's never, you are not that. helpful. <laughs> yeah. And, and I will say this. You say that I see it my way. You say it your way. Well, but I understand your way. Yes. You know, in the in the moment, I'm, but you don't experience. You haven't experienced it till you've been in that chair. No, and also, uh, I don't know if this is a Mike thing or if it's a man thing. Uh, I just want to fix it. I want to make you better. I want to help. I, and I and so as it's unfolding, I can see it, and I just want to. I want it to be fixed yes. right away. You stop, and that's anxiety, and that's my childhood, all yes. that bullshit. But I wanted to step in and just go, hey, you know, hey, my friend's good. Let's do the. You know what I mean? You, know, you want to be a traffic cop at that point. Uh, but also I, I have my own small version because I'm a giant dude. Yes. So if I start getting a, a five foot tall baggers face and go, Hey, look, you got to step off. My friend is, you know, then I'm a bully and I'm mean and I'm all these things. Yes. But also in the moment, I was just like, I just wanted to get you out and safe because it was like she, and also she wouldn't move. That was the, no, she, she wouldn't move. Me. She just but, stood there in front of the cart, staring me down when you because said, I had the audacity yeah. to not grovel and thank her for right. putting my eggs underneath my heavy items. She really did. It was wild. It we, we each had Literally, I wouldn't have been that upset if she hadn't tried to crush my eggs. I honestly would have gone, ma'am, can you just move? Well, thank you. Because know you. you know what she did? And, and, and again, it, I think it's because you were in a, in a chair. Absolutely. She literally, but she tried to just put all your stuff in the cart and then then sort it out like it was like she just wanted it off the belt and then she's like okay now i'll figure it out but she put the eggs in because we each got an 18 pallet of eggs and then she put you had a you bought a box it was a big box of something like i forget what it was croissants i had croissants that's those a were big package of those but there was a but there was a, a big thing and she put it on top of the two eggs. hangers two boxes of hangers that's what it was there was boxes of yeah. clothes hangers it was light but it was a big bulky box and she put it right on top of the eggs and, you, and you're just looking and going uh, it, she just wanted to get it all in the cart and then she started to move it all around like i said tetris and then you're like what are you what are you doing i just well, I went, I could you please stop you did and i did after like the fourth time where she picked the eggs up to figure <laughs> out i was like could you just stop because i and wanted the, to go you know i've already loaded this once i i know how it fits yeah. and apparently i i wish i knew what her exact job was there because it's not bagging and well, it's instinct, not customer service there's also an instinct too where because i felt it where you just want to go hey dumb fuck we're fine you know what i mean just they just yes. walk away and we're good you know it's okay you're you're doing more harm than good at this point you know but the but the issue came when 
And again, this is this was a her problem. We talk about a me problem mm-hmm. and all those things. The her problem of it was when she took what you said personally about being aggressive and then proceeded to spend the next five minutes basically giving her bona fides of why she's a good person. And it was the weirdest fucking thing. Cause again, I, and I, and she looked at the cashier and the cashier kind of nodded and rolled her eyes. And I was like, Oh, but they're not together. I mean, cause the cashier yeah. at that point should go, Hey, take a walk. Yeah. You know, cause, cause I, this will sound weird, but like, she's the boss kind of there. It's her aisle. And by the she, way, where she stopped me, I'm butt level to the cashier. And this is yeah. one of the things that I all the time have to tell people when you're in a wheelchair, you are ass level to the world and it is not a fun place to be. I am not going to lie. It is not joyous to be butt level going. Man, Disney World is just a I am so glad I have a mask on at Disney World because it is like food farts to the left and the right of you at all times. Good Lord. It is awful. It, it's Ugh. like being a kid. Remember when you were a kid and you were that night and all of a sudden your grandpa farted and you're like, oh, my God, it's right in my face. My grandpa was a fine person. Well, there you go. So so you're already <laughs> at a disadvantage in the world. No one looks you in the eyes. No one treats you as though you're human. And I say right. no one. There are always the exception. Sure. I'm sure many of the listeners are great, especially if they have someone in their family that's that's disabled. But, yeah, I literally I it took everything in me not to just run her over at one point. And then I just finally just turned the motor on and started moving forward. And she moved because yeah. I was just like, I've, I've had as much of this as I'm going to take. Yeah. A uh, quick disclaimer. My grandpa was not a good person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my dad's my dad's dad was not a good person. My I never met my mom's father. So I don't know if he was a good person or not. Oh, you're funny. Um, well, I guess I don't want people to write me and go in year two. You said. Like, yeah, I almost punched my grandpa in the face. I, he's a terrible person. But my my mom's dad was, um, we're unearthing photos of him. And I'm like, I don't know him at all. Like, I didn't know him at all. He died of cancer. And I, I was probably two, maybe. But I don't wow. remember him. I don't even remember being in a room with him. So uh, the one time I was in a room with him, I was like, hey, you're being very aggressive, grandpa. Could you step <laughs> off right now? <laughs> he was like, what? Smashing my eggs. Um, so loud. So loud. <laughs> She, that was, she laid it on real thick. Yeah, Oof. it was no doubt. And, and But again, that is the over-exaggeration that people come up with when they are uncomfortable around someone who's disabled. Well, yeah, and also they think they're scooping you up in swaddling clothes. and mm-hmm. doing you a good, they, they think they're showing you the time of your life because, oh, I've got to be super nice to this person or whatever. Uh, which is why whenever I see anybody in a wheelchair, I just fucking go, what the fuck are you doing here? And Push I walk them over. Off. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Take that. Just wheel them off into a corner like Blair Witch. Stay here. You're going to get fucking capped if i can give you any advice never touch someone's wheelchair or or their cane or grab their arm to help them never touch people without asking if you can help that's that is that is like the baseline rule of all of this here let me help you is not helpful well especially do you need help that's the question after the pandemic I would think people would just know that as shorthand. Don't touch anybody. Don't do anything like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's not, I don't know. Um, but also there, there is the instinct. So I, again, I recognize that she had the instinct to try to be helpful, but some people don't know how to be helpful. No. Some people, like I said, she just, she thought she was, I mean, it was crazy. She just wouldn't, it was in the beginning. I didn't see, I just thought, Oh, this is an excessively cheerful person. You know what I mean? And whatever. And she's doing that thing. But then it, it took that turn and she wouldn't stop. And I'm like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? And I, you know, the, I'm extremely lucky, you know, because I have my brain. Like I still 
we've talked about this. Like the second yeah. I start slipping, the second Alzheimer shows up, I'm going to be so fucking sad. It's bad enough now. I can't remember the names of the Titanic <laughs> fucking levels. But when it gets to be a point where I don't know where I live or any of that bullshit, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. But physically, I also I'm I'm incredibly lucky because look, man, yeah. I have I have ruined myself in many different ways. You know what I mean? I've I've gained and lost a hundred pounds. 10 different times. You know what I mean? I've just, it's that yo-yo you shouldn't do. And I'm sure my heart is the size of a medicine ball. I mean, I, I don't have any idea. <laughs> I hope not. But I, but I don't, but I recognize my, uh, I, I don't like to say this because it sounds whatever, but it's the speak that you use now, my privilege in that I'm able-bodied. I can do things. I yeah. can fucking like when I'm out, cause it's weird. Like truthfully, I'm 55 and, and I mean, I, sh- you know, I should be breaking down anytime now. <laughs> Some bad things going to happen. But like when I get, I'll walk outside and I'm in the air and I feel fucking great. And I walk to my car, I feel good. And I'm walking around the storage. I, I, I revel in the fact that I feel great. You know what I mean? Physically, I, yeah. I'm happy about it. And then to contrast it with you in, in, in the extreme situation that you're in, you know what I mean? And, and also I, I got to think it's, it's so everything you're dealing with is an incredible challenge. And it's, it takes a toll mentally and physically. Absolutely. But also to not have answers has to be the most devastating part of all of it. Like you don't, you don't get told the right thing. They, they always send you for a different test and you're like, I've had this test, but they go like, let's, we're going to do it again. Like they don't know what to do with you and the ping pong aspect of it. And the, the, when, when you're looked at as a medical oddity, that must just, it just must be so crushing half the time. It is. I mean, I'm on a couple different chat groups. I'm in a couple stuff. I mean, the the problem is the last three years, people have been dealing with the pandemic and everything has been triage. And it has been really hard to get any kind of answers or treatment or anything that way anyway. When you argue with a doctor by saying, I've already tried this, and then they say to you, well, I guess there's nothing you can do, huh? You just go, oh, well, you're the wrong doctor then, because if I tell you this is what's happened before and you don't want to go, what are other options? You are either a lazy doctor or a bad doctor. I don't know which that falls on you, which is a conversation I've actually had with a doctor before. And I'm like, could you please put it in my notes that you don't care to treat me anymore because you can't find an answer because you're a bad doctor or you can refer me out. And if insurance doesn't want to cover it, that's great. But but the problem is, like, even now with pain prescriptions and the way they're dealing with opioids, they won't even give you pain medication to go in and have, you know, an IUD put in as a woman. Because if you write an opioid because someone's coming in for a procedure, they that will trigger against your license. And, you know, once you've prescribed so many opioids, they do an investigation on you because you're pushing drugs. Literally, this is this is the healthcare system right now. I'm not even fucking joking. And so I have sat here at this point going, I have the checklists for all of these diseases. And if you score 60% or higher, you probably have it. I'm in the 70 to 90 on most of these with past experience and treatments and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, I pretty much know what my diseases are at this point. And none of them are diseases that they've put any money in investigating or fixing. So anyone who has EDS literally had the first breakthrough in 30 years about six months ago. <laughs> That's it. Good Lord. And that is, we think we know the genome that causes it. Yeah. And that's it. 
And so it's like there's still no real treatment. Um, You know, I'm being treated for the psoriatic arthritis, which is helping with the inflammation, but that's also messing with the possible POTS or tachycardia. Fuck, I forget what the other one's called, which causes the dizziness. And, you know, it's like I was down for two days with a cold and now my ankle is dislocated again or supplexed. I don't know which because what's the point of even looking at it? I can't stand on it again. And I just have to wait for it to go back in. And so you just go, there's not a whole lot they're going to do for you because opioids don't help. And there's four different meds. I've tried three that don't work. What are you going to do? I'm currently in testing for allergies and... You know, I got my thing back and it says that I'm not even allergic to shrimp. I was in the hospital and had to have an EpiPen when I ate shrimp 20 years ago, 30, 30 years ago. <laughs> and there... now and now I'm not showing up on the blood test that I'm allergic to shrimp. Let me ask you this. Is there a chance that the medical community has decided that it would be easier to kill you with shrimp than you know, treat you? I, I literally life? looked at Eddie and I'm like, you know, they're telling me I'm not allergic to shrimp. Let's go get some coconut shrimp and find out. And he's like, that's not funny. And I'm like, well, we can do what we do like I do when I take any new medication. I go to the parking lot in the emergency room. And then you you take the medicine. And I take it in there (laughs) and I wait 30 minutes. And if I don't have a reaction and my throat doesn't close, I go, great, let's go home. Because if I were to take it at home, they won't give me a new EpiPen. And now that I have shown that I'm not allergic to shrimp, I have nothing that they should prescribe an EpiPen for. Well, I don't know about allergies, but I know that uh, if you're sitting there, if you're eating shrimp in a parking lot, you're sick in some way. <laughs> Cl- clearly, you have some sort of illness is going to manifest itself if you're eating shrimp in a parking lot. So don't, don't even think about the EpiPen or the allergies just yet. Um, well, I'm also thinking that's a good way to go out. Just all you can eat at Red Lobster. Let's right? do it. Yeah, let's do it. They, they, Who doesn't they, die at a Red Lobster at least once a month? That's uh, that's part of the charm. <laughs> no. Dude, I, if I don't die with a cheddar biscuit in my throat, I don't know. I'm not really dead. That's the only way to fucking go, man. But but again, you know, the testing is just, we'll take another x-ray. Oh, yeah, your neck looks worse than it did before. Okay, what are we going to do? Well, you could have surgery, but if you do have EDS, it's probably not going to heal anyway. Well, all right. Okay. Um, yeah. So what do we do? Yeah. Well, And you and I have talked, and if, if you don't... We've talked about an end game, and if you don't want to talk about it here on the air, we oh, don't, I have don't my have end to. game. Yeah, I know exactly how I'm going out, and it's and I'm going to go out on my terms when I'm ready. It's it's and that is something that is so crazy to me that to even have that holstered. I, I I I wish you didn't have to. Clearly, I mean, I I wish like us, you were just spending your time fearing death <laughs> <laughs> instead of having a detailed schematic of how it's supposed to take place Sporting in a folder it. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we've talked about it. Like I said, I, I know you, you've, you've said very, you've said it often. And as, as your friend and someone who loves you, your, my instinct is to go, Oh, stop. Oh, don't, you know, but in the beginning, that was my instinct. But, yeah. but now I, you know, in speaking to you and understanding just how serious you are about it and because yeah. it's been a decade, you've talked, we've talked about this at least Yes. where you've at told least. me, Oh no, I know, I know what's going to happen. I know I already have it planned out. It's just a matter of kind of when I have to put this into into action. And this was honestly, we you knew this before you got sick, like literally before any of the 
the stuff well, had, I knew that this started happening. I understood why I was sick. I knew this. I, I knew I always again, Kevorkian is somebody that I looked at and went, there's a guy who has a plan that is very humane for people who need it. Yeah, there is there is something very humane about not wanting to see people. You know, I'm, I have a friend who's got cancer and basically just went, I'm done with treatments. I'm done. And I'm like, so what is the end game? And she's like, the end game is I'm going to die. And as soon as it gets to the point of where it's unbearable, it's going to be at my own hand. And I'm like, I understand that completely because because the system isn't going to help you. Well, you talked about uh, you mentioned about how you have these diseases and they don't like they they had a breakthrough. They're like, oh, we just discovered a genome. It's the first time in 30 years. And it's like, I mean, cancer killed the dinosaurs. You know, essentially cancer's been around forever. They've made no progress on that. They may say they've made progress, but it's still killing people. They have made progress because a lot of times they can now stop it and they can remove it and you can live a much longer life than before when they didn't understand at all how it worked or why. The problem is they are still treating things, not curing things. And that is the problem with cancer is mostly you have to prevent it. And they don't know how yet. They don't know what it is that's causing the cells to do what they do. And what I'm saying is, though, that has bamboozled them forever. They've still Mm -hmm. not figured that out. And so when you have something, the the, the, Christ, the fucking five points of diseases you have, you know, all conspiring in your body. And like you said, they don't do any research, not nearly enough. They don't figure it out. It, It just must seem so tremendously far away from ever having anything fixed for you you know what i mean it's just, it's because they're still working because you're like oh you guys are still working on cancer fantastic you know i'm over here with this thing and well again there was that whole thing where it's like they raised so much money for breast cancer and then ball cancer had to start doing excuse me money raising to figure out why it was happening there and then they started doing lung cancer and then they started doing and one by one they're having to raise funds to cure people but in reality the hospital system doesn't want to cure people they want to treat you as long as they can until you die well that that just sounds like and treat you, know, you poorly because you they're know? talking about breast cancer they're trying to fix it and there's like yes. breast cancer matters and then balls are like ball cancer matters mm-hmm. it's it's like it sounds like the black lives matter and then all lives matter argument you know it, what i mean hey, why you spend all your time in the breasts because we got other cancer over here too well and the problem too is so much of the money that's raised for breast cancer is raised for breast cancer awareness i cannot tell you a woman that is not aware that breast cancer happens yeah. because all of us have had someone we've lost to it And so every time you see a pink ribbon and you're giving money, you're not giving money to research. Very little of it goes to research. If you want to do that, donate to places that do research. The thing with EDS is there are are young women that have been diagnosed with EDS that have gone to medical school and gone into research on their own disease. And they're the ones that are breaking through because they're like, I understand this disease where doctors are like, it's anxiety and maybe an overactive thyroid. Go home. Right. (laughs) You know, so it will come because the younger people and the more prevalent that it is in the society, they will now treat it just like, you know, polio was cured because he was willing to take the risk of how do I get polio and how do I fix it? Well, and, and you establishing that women who have EDS are the ones doing the research and the ones coming through with the breakthroughs to try to cure yeah. themselves uh, to bring this show completely full circle. Are you saying that sisters are doing it for themselves? They are. <laughs> oh, Aretha. 
uh i didn't mean to turn this into a whole medical i did podcast i'm not joking i'm asking questions because i'm curious yeah. well, I, what does eds stand for i don't even know ehlers danlos syndrome i think we because i think it I is mean, a it is a connective tissue disease in which and the best way to describe it and the easiest way to describe it and it's not perfect is imagine if your body was made up of glue which is your collagen my glue is too watery because one of the things that's supposed to be in it isn't there so it never quite heals properly and ehlers danlos can go from people who are contortionists and their joints pop in and out completely to people who have marfan who are very tall and lanky and their their uh tissues literally shred so they end up having to have like open heart surgery a couple times. Um, often they can have damage in elbows and joints and their fingers are really long and kind of funky. Um, so there's like 17 subcategories of it as well. Um, stretchy skin can be one. And then there can also be all of the vascular stuff that comes along with it, which is what takes you into Marfan. So well, what I yeah. think we need to do clearly, I mean, and again, I'm no medical professional, but I think we need to get fucking Ellers and Danslow into a dark room with a light bulb <laughs> and kick the shit out of these guys. So they tell us what the fuck to do here. I mean, again, obviously they, they named the fucking thing. They know what's up. It, it it's hard because you don't heal so when you have repetitive joint injury eventually that joint is just pointless and then Come they on. go in and do surgery to fix the joint but you never heal properly so it's like a knee replacement isn't the way a knee replacement is for some people they used to always say we don't understand why but like 10 percent of people who get knee replacements they just don't seem to heal the way they should the other 90 percent are great and i'm like have you tested them for ehlers-danlos <laughs> you know because it's yeah. like there is something happening but but they never question that they're just like most people heal fine well why didn't these people heal and now they're finally doing cross looking into what are the other things that happen a lot you know menstrual problems uh fibroid uh cysts um uh what's it called when you have the no, I can't think of what it's called. But I mean, there's a bunch of things that fall in line with it now. And they're finally placing it all together. Awesome. Um, and there are some treatments. But again, you know, you're you're where you're like, I can only do so much physical therapy because if I do too much physical therapy, then the other side of my body slips out. And so it's like you're you're playing chase the bad joint up and down your 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 body, your 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 right ankle, then your left knee, then your right hip, then your left shoulder, then you're because you're constantly throwing each side out of whack. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. It just it makes me laugh sometimes when I'm just like I'm a jigsaw puzzle that doesn't fit together. Sounds to me like this disease is being very aggressive. <laughs> it Probably is, and I do not should, like it, and I wish it would get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> needs to get out of your face. It's just, it's planted itself like a linebacker, and it will not let you pass. <laughs> she was a perky speed bump. That was literally <laughs> what I thought later in the day. I was like, that woman was a perky speed bump in my way. And yeah. God damn it, it was annoying. But, th but then when, and again, I can't stress enough, when you did not embrace her perkiness, she got dark quick, like with this whole... Very much neck kind of crank, and uh, I'm a nice person, and it's like well, I am. I'm sure well, you you're heard lovely. Me go, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, literally I, what I said. Okay. I'm sure, you're lovely, Doreen. But uh, right now, all, all I, you I are will, is cloying. I will only match your energy with silence. If yeah. you are really aggressive, I will be aggressively silent because it will make you even more uncomfortable. And if at that point you go, oh okay and then you go i'm sorry it what would be the best here 
That's yeah. literally the response is what would be the best here? You know, I never asked for your service in the first place. So Yeah, true. Well, I don't I don't again, I'm lucky enough to not understand what you're going through. Uh I I you know, I I empathize with you because I hear all the time what it is. And I so I know you know, I because I also then want to, you know, cradle you in a in a soft blanket <laughs> and hope you'll be okay. When in reality, you're still like, hey, fuck you. I'm still me. I could do the splits. You know what I mean? Like it's like I'm I'm still Lily. It's just unfortunately the vessel that Lily's carting around in is is getting attacked on all sides. Yeah, it's a drag. It's a fucking drag. But, and but Mike, I will also say I'm very lucky. I I could have had this manifest in my 20s and instead i managed to be like i guess i'm just not real athletic so i didn't do a lot of stupid stuff where <laughs> where where other people still... are like look at the trick i can do i can make elbow wings in my back and i can do this and you know and you're like and i i did that a couple times and i was like i don't think i should be doing this right. that was literally right. my and and in so in, instead of embracing all of that and then having my body break down at 25 I lasted to about 42 when I started to go, there's something really wrong here. Um, So, you know, I mean, I count the small blessings. Yeah. And, and understood. And I, and also you were able to, you know, participate in so many trains in your youth. So you didn't, that was never, (laughs) Uh, I laugh when you're talking about, you're like, oh yeah, no, it was the eighties. And I was in uh, so many hotels and I was on a cruise once. And it's like, <laughs> did you even see outside or did you just see your ankles, you know, next to windows? Is that what happened to you on that cruise? Uh, I know how you spent your youth. I know what you did last summer and all the summers before it. You know, those websites where you can look up, uh, concerts that happened in the eighties and set you list. can see the best. Set, set list. And there's another one as well. I spent some time over there and started having a couple little, uh, memories come up where I'm like, Oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that concert. <laughs> <laughs> yes, was, that I, was fog hat. Wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. I, I love set list FM. It's just, it, you can lose yourself in it and remember, like I said, I, the first, the Springsteen show I went to in 85 at Soldier Field, I found the set list and it's a mate. It's incredible. I'm like, I don't even back then. I don't even think I was like, I knew how great it was until I saw him at uh, Dodger stadium in, in 2000. And it was the worst set list I've ever had to experience. It was so bad. I was so bad. Like Pat, you know, Pat loves Springsteen. And I went and I go, I, I sent him the set list and he's just like, Oh man, you got fucked. And I'm like, uh-huh. I kind of did, which is a drag. I saw him um, once. Yeah. Yeah. But you, yeah, but you're not, you're not reminiscent about set lists. You're reminiscent about fucking sword fights. No, I was reminiscent about, I loved going to concerts to see the concerts. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. But now, now you should go to them and rate them on a, you know, how easily I got through the, the, the meadow fucking scale. Hey, you know, I got EDS and you know what? It really enhanced my enjoyment of, of ABC. You know what I thought I was gonna see? I thought I was gonna see ABC and I showed up and there was EDS. God damn it. I didn't pay for EDS. Wanted to escape that motherfucker. Oh I still think you should go. I still I again, like I said, I think as I've as I've said before, money comes and goes, memories last forever. Uh and but again, your memory could be, oh, I I you know, we hit a rock and I want to face first in the grass and then they had to drag me to help. You know what I mean? So the, the, Yeah, the thing that keeps making me lean towards not going is remembering that I got don't to le- help. don't lean. You're just gonna fuck up your shoulders somehow. <laughs> no. 
But I, I went to see Elton John on the farewell tour and I made it through three songs and had to leave because it was just too painful to be sitting there. And it was dark and, and you know, strobe lighting. And I'm like, I am now sitting here with a dark sunglass, my eye patch on because the lighting is killing me. I'm in an uncomfortable chair because I was five rows up. So I had to walk up to sit into the chair because they didn't have any wheelchair seats available. So then I had to call for the concierge to bring the wheelchair over to come. And finally, I was just like, I just want to go home. This yeah. is not fun at all plus, and the woman next to me was wearing so much perfume i oh my god it was horrible plus you're outside you're outside too it was cold yeah and uh that schlep from the dodger stadium parking lot is not fun for anybody even no. if you're being wheeled it's it's nope. you know it's just it's a beautiful stadium and stuff and and but whenever i go i'm just like all right i, I gotta find a place to park that's you know what i mean because it's yeah. you can be way out uh and and th there's nothing wrong with it you know everybody walks everywhere you're grown-ups but at the same time you yeah. have to take it i can't imagine because again there's an old man in me who makes me not want to go to shows because of the hassle i can't even imagine being in your situation you know what i mean where it's like the the you don't want to go to target because of the hassle i can't remember where it was but they they had to put me in a freight elevator <laughs> Because there's no other elevator in the building. Yeah. So I go in the front and then I get wheeled all the way into the back and outside and then in in from the outside and then up and out and then all the way around again and over. And I just literally went, I hate life. I hate yeah. life. I also yeah. got stuck in an airport once in a, in a wheelchair overnight. And I'm like, I will never travel again. I just, it's not. I'm not longed for this world. <laughs> but at least you have a plan. Yes, I do. It's, yeah, and I it's a good one. Uh, uh, well, all right. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, all I want to do is take care of you when we're together and those things are happening. It's, it's, uh, and in that in that moment in that store, I wanted you became me and I became you. Where it I was, was just this, you know, kinda. I pulled back and let you do your thing where you exploded and whatever the but fuck. But I and... didn't even really explode, did I? I mostly just stared after after I said you're aggressive. I just stared at her and she just wouldn't shut up. You didn't explode in a way where you're like screaming, but it was very evident that you were uncomfortable and you were angry. And then especially then when when we yeah. were away from that situation, like in my brain, I'm like, all right, the further we get away from the bad lady. <laughs> this is going to be okay and she's going to be all right and our ride home will be pleasant and maybe we'll get a ham sandwich it and then we got to, yeah we got outside and you were even more angry uh because you were contemplating it you were and then you were angry you know mad and and look and i don't want to look i've beaten this into the ground i'm sure i don't mean to um but but it, you know every time i'm with you i get this new exposure to what life must be like for you yes because it's very easy for me to dismiss out of hand what you're going through. Uh, I don't because you're my friend, but there is there are moments where I will go, come on, all right, whatever. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. That thing where yeah, I gotta I, wear, I, I gotta wear a fucking mask in the Costco. All right, I mean, I do it for you because yeah. I love you. But in my brain, I'm like, I'm not even next to you. Like I'm, I'm in another aisle. You know what I mean? Like, is it okay if? And uh, so I'm, I'm just saying, instinctively, there is that thing inside me that's like, come on, dude, and. It must be incredibly powerful when the entire world is looking at you and going, come on, dude. Yeah. And I, and I'm sorry to fall into that trap. Um, so please know that I respect you and love you. And I know what you're going through to a certain extent. I can't relate to it because thankfully I don't have to relate to it on that level, 
but on the level where I see someone I love in constant pain and being asked to ignore it herself. Yeah. It's very hard to watch and deal with. And so I want to, <laughs> I want to throw a blanket on you. I want to go, <laughs> can I get you some ice cream, please? Can you be happy? Like, let's do happy things. You know, I want to do a somersault or, you know, hold up a stuffed bear. I, I don't fucking know. All I know is whatever I can do to try to make you feel better in those moments. Uh, I, I want to do them. And, and it's a frustrating thing. And so please know that I have all the respect and empathy uh, that could that you can muster that, that I could drag out of this husk. And I, I, cause I do, I see, I'll see shit you post and stuff. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Come on. You know, you're, cause I know you're home alone. You're there. And I'm like, oh, she's mad. She's this, whatever the fuck. And so I do, I will be like, Oh, Lily, come on. Most of the time. And I'm just shaking my head. Like, how is the world this fucking stupid? <laughs> Why is it yeah. again? There, there was that meme that was like, you know, we had free food, flowing water, and we created credit scores. What the fuck? Yeah. I know. I, I believe me. I don't, I don't, we talked about taxes today. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about taxes. It's just, it's just a, a crazy thing where you, you, and you see, it's all so stupid. Like I talked about the M&Ms or it's all so stupid. Like you said, the thing about, uh, what were you talking about? They take somebody's baby or they took their kid or something. You were telling me about oh, there their... are states that will take your child into protective care and put it in the foster system. And then in order to get your child back, you have to repay the cost of your child being in the foster system. So if you are poor, they just adopt your children out. You don't even get the opportunity because you can't pay to get them back. It, this well, country it's funny. is just insane. Well, I read, all right, I read this story this week. This is a true story. In Connecticut, um, these, these parents, they were, you know, it's a family, it's a mom and dad. And their daughters are seven and nine and they had done their chores on a Sunday and they'd been saving their money. They'd, they'd wanted to go to Dunkin' Donuts. That was their big thing. They loved Dunkin' Donuts. So the parent, and they wanted to walk by themselves. It was like a big, you know, you know, we're grownups and they're like, okay. And so they took their $7 and they left and uh, the mom's in the house. And there's a knock on the door and she opens up. It's the cops. <laughs> and uh, they're like, Hey, um, we found your daughter's the girls got two blocks from the house yeah and the cops said they had 12 911 calls that these girls were alone and in danger and like what do you talk they walked past four houses how did you get 12 911 calls and they said well we brought them home you know you're not supposed to let your kids walk alone have you seen the sex offender registry and they're like no they were going to get donuts like what the fuck <laughs> and then the cops are like we well, should really familiarize yourself with the area and and the sex offender registry and all that. which then that says to me Move, you're in the wrong neighborhood. Like clearly, am I in pedophile junction? Like where the fuck do I live? It just, it just seems, yeah, right. Uh, there's Uncle Joe. He's moving kind of slow because he's diddling your kid. Pedophile junction. So the cops are at the door, and fucking wrong. It's terrible, right? It's a, it's a bad thing, certainly. Damn it! It made me laugh because if I don't laugh, I cry. No, it's it's so. They finally get through, but the cops yeah. are like, you know, they, we, next time we will, we will take you in and arrest you. Cause then they, the parents are kind of objecting to this and the mom won't stop. She's like, what yeah. are you saying? Like my kids can't walk to a donut da -da. and they separate the mom and the, and the adult and they take the dad and they go, you tell, if she talks to us one more time, we're taking her to jail and we'll take your kids. So like, power they were, trip. Cause they were going to get fucking donuts. Yeah. So then they arrest the dad. 
And they what take, did they arrest and, the dad for? Because of, uh, um, I think it was, I don't know if it was child endangerment or something like that. It was like whatever. So they take him in. And so then they, they straighten it out. They let him go. And they, so they think it's over. They call a lawyer and they're like, what do we do here? And the cops and the, uh, the chief of police or whatever, the small town in Connecticut yeah. comes over and he's like, look, we're, you know, we're not pursuing this. We're just, you know, it's, it's a, but it is a statute on the, on the Connecticut books that we have to do, but, but all this stuff. So they didn't go through with the lawyer, but then fucking DCS gets involved. Of course. And, and then DCS brings them in for fucking this interview that takes forever. And then they start asking them all these questions about their kids and the family. And she goes, they were weaponizing, uh, like trying, trying to find anything, any yep. reason to get involved. And then it turned out that the woman had been, she had therapy for depression 15 years ago. And they were like, you need to go back to your therapist. Clearly there's something wrong in the house. You need to, and they're like, or we'll take the kids. And it just rolled downhill. And then finally they got, oh, you know, they, they didn't have to go to therapy and they didn't take the kids, but it was this thing where it was this nightmare for these people for five months because well, their kids went to get donuts. And there is no, it's a, because they made the cops look bad. Probably, but DC, yeah. they don't fuck around. DC, they, they call they call child protective services anytime that they can't get what they want and the cops look bad. Yeah. I I have no respect for cops anymore. None. I used to. I used to try to, and at this point, man, pull me over, and my answer is I don't answer questions. Yeah, that's I, it. I just, but I read that story, and and again, it finally it's it's kind of calmed down. But uh, and this happened a while ago. This happened years yeah. a few years ago when the girl was nine. She she wouldn't let her go anywhere alone until she was 12. Like she, she was like, I can't let my daughter out of the house. Yep. And, yeah. and also it was a Connecticut law that kids can't be alone. And like, it was a weird, it's a statute they're trying to work to change now under, under the age of whatever, in most cities, you cannot leave your children alone. You cannot let them out alone. You cannot do anything like that. And yet in other countries, they will send kids to the store with $4 and videotape it and get all sorts of views of, isn't that so cute that that little child went out and bought beer. I do not understand the world. Are you talking about that show from Japan? Yes. Oh my God. I don't know that they bought beer, but yes, they don't I, buy I, beer. I, I will tell you this. I watched. I heard about the concept that I was like, all right, I don't know if this is good or not, but I'm going to watch it because anything from Japan I'm in. So I watched the first episode and I, I have it. They're like, oh, it's so cute. It's so cute. I didn't watch and, any of it. Well, all right. Well, it's it is super cute because these children are tiny children and they're going to go buy rice or a steak and then walk. They have to walk there all the way to the store and there's cameras all along. They're not in any danger, but that doesn't fucking matter. Because the whole time you're watching it, my stomach is doing fucking backflips because I'm I'm feel so bad for them. Like, and again, they do little. They show the little kid logic. There's one thing where he's carrying something, and something falls, and so he can't. He's five. He doesn't know to put down the one thing and put the other thing. You know what I mean? So he's yeah. trying to make the decision as he stands there. And there's a Japanese guy who's just going like, oh, what will little Saito decide? And you're like, I hope he decides never to be filmed again because I'm going to fucking kill myself watching this. Yeah, it's but it's it's and it's a huge hit show. And again, it is it is lovely in in theory and it is cute in Spots, but it's my own anxiety that doesn't allow me to enjoy it yeah. because I'm waiting for a, a you know a large bird of prey to scoop him up <laughs> off the street and take him. You know what I mean? That just seems like the kind of turn you'd get in one of those shows. I know he's not going to get hit by a steamroller, but inevitably, like Mothra is that right? <laughs> yeah, it could be. It's Japan, absolutely. She swoops down. The fucking two girls start singing. Who knows what the fuck happens? 
I, I just, I can't with it. I, I tried because I wanted, I, because the trailer looks so super cute. And also when the kids go into a store, they have the little list and they know they have to get like flowers and, uh, and miso or whatever. And so they'll have their little list in their little tiny fist. And they're like, well, and they speak in Japanese, a little cute voice. And the people in the store all fawn over them. Oh, we're such a big boy. Oh, we'll help you. We'll get this and this. And they give him a bag bigger than him, you know, quite frankly. And he <laughs> slings it over his shoulder. So even though it's supposed to be cute, you're also going, this is kind of like child labor as well, really, when you think <laughs> about it. It's odd. But I mean, it's again, it's Japan. So, dude, have you seen there's I saw a Japanese game show where these fucking dudes they're, they're, he's walking up a flight of stairs and he's crouched like a catcher in baseball. Okay. Okay. And it's, and it's a muddy, wet landscape, but he's, he, he's climbing his way up. And as he gets up to the top, he gets up one step and they soak like a pillow in the mud and the water. And then they blast him in the face oh. as hard as they can. And he has to keep his balance and not fall down the stairs. And then they all laugh. And then he goes up another step. Like it's that thing. No. And you're watching it. You're like, this is fucking hysterical. I mean, it's it's so <laughs> no, it's dumb. Not, it's awful. Dude, all those Japanese game shows are the shit. Like when I was a kid, when we would invent stuff to do at my house and we were bored, you, you were bored of your toys. So you're like, what if we just punched each other till we laughed? You know what I mean? Like that dumb. Well, when I invented Waiter with a Bad Disposition, that dumb fucking game we invented. Or when we played Wall Ball, where you would try to, I, I got that from Van Halen. They played Wall Ball, where they would crush cans, beer cans, and try to hit wall ceiling wall and it, you know it'd be like left right left and you know you you'd have to try to angle it so you hit the left wall off the ceiling and then kick it off the right wall or, or you know or just wall and that's when i was a kid you could have a i know again i sound like a fucking in my day when i was a kid you could i would lay on my back with a baseball and i would just try to throw it in the air and catch yeah. it with my right hand as many times in a row as i could and then in my left hand as many times it just that was a game and you would kill hours fucking doing it it was so glorious i loved it so much so i i can't be mad that the japanese are sending a kid to go fucking buy eggs i mean there's nothing wrong with that i suppose but it also is weird because i can't watch it i'm so anxious watching it how old is third grade how old are you in third grade like eight uh, you start school at like five or six for kindergarten, right? Because there's yeah. 12 years, you graduate at 17 or 18. You're eight or nine. Eight yeah, or nine. Because you become a freshman because ninth grade is you're 15, 14. Okay. So when I was eight or nine, I had a banana seat bicycle and five friends in my neighborhood and we would leave in the morning and we would go to the construction site and walk where all the nails and broken glass are. Then we would head over to where the creek is and we would throw rocks at the alligator. Then we would scoop back around to the front of the subdivision where all the houses are and go to the little like 7-Eleven and buy candy. Then we would go back <laughs> yeah. to where the dirt road is where all the grown up like 16 year olds drank beer and we would throw the beer bottles against rocks and, and break them. And then we would come back home for lunch. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how we lived, survived. I don't. I dude, I, I told you when we were kids, my mom would go to work and we were alone all day. We, I've told the stories on we here. We threw of us. rocks at alligators. I'm serious. Yeah, we yeah. threw rocks at alligators. Yeah. We were on the, the roof of our own house throwing crab apples at yes. one another. I mean, it was shit like that. You're just, it's, it's amazing to me how it's changed. And, and like, cause you just said there are laws against going out in the street alone. Dude, we would. When I was a kid, we went to the train tracks. Don't ever go to the train tracks. We were at a viaduct, and uh, we the train came, and then we dove down the hill. When I got to the bottom of the hill, I had a fucking four-inch gash in my leg. And then, so we had to tell, because it wouldn't stop bleeding and all this stuff. 
And it turned out I had caught a nail in a board that had ripped my leg open. So then we went to the, it, it, you know, we, we were Johnny Grants. This is in, this is in Chicago. This is, you know, I'm not even in the suburbs yet. This is in fucking Chicago when I lived at 3359 South Bell, when I lived on the South side. Don't fucking, go there. He doesn't live there anymore. Don't, but well, that's why I give the address. <laughs> This is, you know, this is where, this is where my formative years of my dad being a fucking terror were. And, uh, and I dove down the, the, the thing and I gashed my leg and then we had to go to the emergency room. We had to, and they were just like, we was at, we all settled on a story. I've told the story on here. We all settled on yeah. the story. We're all like, all right, you know, the we were terrible story. Yeah. yeah. The story of, I was walking on a board trying to keep my balance and they go, was there a nail in the board? No. And then I fell <laughs> off the board. And meanwhile, we're, you know, so Lenny and I, we're, you know, I, I tell that story. And in the other room, Johnny Grants is like, we're at the train tracks. He, he gives us all up. He fucking totally rats us all out. Uh, and I had to have the, you know, the shots and everything because yep. of the fucking nail in the, in the leg. And, Tetanus. Um, but we didn't, you know, that's what we fucking, that's, we always did that everywhere. I, you and know, this woman has to go to therapy because uh, she let her kids walk to the store for, for, for away. Yeah. Four doors away. And yeah. only, and only got past two houses. Yeah. And then that lie, they always do that lie too with the, you know, we got 12 911 calls. It's like, what? Again, I hate cops. I, 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 I don't even know what to say anymore. After well, the last, after the last beating, I literally am like, if there is another elite squad of cops anywhere, I think I, we have gangs and they are cops. And I, I have lost my mind with it at this point. I, I can't. Well, we, you know what? I will tell you this. I, I know for a fact that there's some good cops because they listen to the show. <laughs> well, yes, there are some saying, good cops. Police Lou and, in and Ken, Lou and Ken and, and Mike uh, and Michael. And cause I have two mics who are cops and whatever it's, I'm just, so I'm, but I'm with you. I, when you see, look, we, we see what's happening a lot of the time in a lot of places. Do we see there always be a thing where it's like, well, you don't see the video. Of there's the good always stuff, good stuff. You know, I'm not saying there I, isn't good stuff. There's yeah. absolutely good stuff out there. But I am at the point where if we don't change the way we treat citizens, we are never going to fix any of the problems because we are treated as though we are a problem within the system as opposed to the system. Well, the everyone the is assumed guilty. Yes. The, and the. Um... The terrible thing that happened in Memphis it, is uh, an unbelievable tragedy. It's so fucking horrible. It's not a and, tragedy. Uh, it is a horrific incident that was was a, a gang murder. Yes. It is awful. Yes, but it's a tragedy for the family to have lost him. Yes. Period. That's what I'm that's yes. what I'm saying. I'm not saying it was a tragic circumstance. Yeah, no, it he was, was hunted and killed, clearly. But what I'm saying is the uh Christ, I had a train of thought that I was going to talk about the, oh, I have a friend. I talked about him. He uses Facebook in a way that I think is the best way to use it, where he'll just try to generate people talking and he'll say like, you know, what's the best cereal of all time? You know, like that kind of dumb shit. And I'll get a hundred comments. You know what I mean? So, but then he'll delve into politics and things yeah. that happen. And I told you, that's when I, that's when I get to find out that a lot of the people that I knew when I was a kid are horrible racists. Yeah. So, and I never get involved in those, you know, the serial thing I might jump in, but the rest of it, like, so he yeah. put up a thing and he was just like, he wrote the, the general, the guy's name and he wrote, oh my God, I didn't even, you know, the, the video, what do you, what, what do we, what do we think? Ugh. And I just, when I saw that post, I'm just like in my brain, or no, he wrote, how does this happen is what he wrote. Yeah. And it was the one time I was actually going to write something and I was going to just write because this country is a racist shithole and is never going to fix anything. Like I was like, cause I, that's what I wanted to, 
That's what I wanted to write. I was so fucking disillusioned and angry, but I wasn't prepared for the, but I will say this though. I went and read, he had like 60 comments by that point and uh, not a one of them found a way to mitigate it. Yeah. Now, is that because the cops were black? Yeah. Maybe. You know yes. what I mean? Because, yes. because there is something to be said for the fact that anytime something like this happens with cops, uh, they'll be put on leave. Yep. They'll be, you know, we, we have to fully investigate. There's a body camera of them literally putting a plunger in a guy's ass. And they're like, well, we've got a lot of questions surrounding this situation because it, there it is, is a chance. Exhausting. There is a chance he had told one of the cops to shut up. <laughs> you know what I it mean? Is, it's like, it is absolutely exhausting. Right. But so when it happens with, with white cops, that's what happens. But then when these black cops do this, they told us for a week, like they were dropping the ball in Times fucking square, how bad this video was going to be when they finally released it. You could almost hear the glee in their voice where they were like, Oh, I'll tell you what, pretty soon you guys are going to see the worst one of all, like looking almost for ratings in a way, like doing commercials for it. And brutal. I'm like, it was brutal. Yes. Just and, and then, you know, I, and I've not watched the tape. I will not. I I've, seen a bunch of them and i've i understand how unbelievably terrible it is and i and now i'm hearing that he may have known one of the cop's wives and he was marked for this all these there's that, all these different that is what is coming out right now and it is it is i know there's no words for it there it, he was he was hunted and killed he yes. was yes but he's but again, not the because, first but because, and that's the worst part of it i know but because it was I was, I have to admit, because it was black police officers, I, I, everybody was so quick to condemn it. There was no, there was yeah. no, well, like, we need to see the others. We need to figure it out. We need to, you know, none of that blue lives matter bullshit happened then. Nope. Everybody universally got on board with, yeah, fuck these five guys. They need to be punished. Seven now. Uh, yeah. And, and one dude, one dude, like when I saw, all right. Cause again, Five black dudes got arrested. They were the cops, whatever. But then I saw a, a headline yesterday or like a six police officer and his name, his name is like Preston Wildebaker. And I was like, that is not a black guy. There is clearly <laughs> not a black cop named Preston Wildebaker. And sure enough, he's like a John Candy looking fucking white guy. And uh, and I don't know what he did. I haven't again, I haven't read uh, because because we've been through this so many times that I I don't want to immerse myself in the coverage for the inevitable uh manslaughter, manslaughter you know what i mean yeah. like where they find some way to mitigate it and i don't but but again because it is black cops you really see they're like throw the book at them and bury them oh, under yeah, the there's jail no, there's no mitigating factors at all for this one there's no second guessing there's no i wonder if and yet right. the the rest of the white guys got away with murder and it, that's it, what i'm saying the it, next time it happens the next time it happens with white guys being filmed, white police officers, they still and, won't go to jail. But I'm just saying that the same energy will not will nope. not be matched. Nope. There will be uh, we need an investigation. We need you know well you know what police officer is a terribly scary job. It's really hard to do. Like you don't then don't those, do it. I know. I I, <gasps> I hear you. I but that's the argument we always get when it's a group of white cops. I didn't hear any of that shit this nope. time. And and. There shouldn't be any of that shit this time, but there shouldn't be any of that shit. There anytime. should never be that. There should never be that. If it's if if that job yeah. is that hard and it is hurting your brain and you are having nightmares and you're scared, then stop doing the job. Yeah, I, I and stop getting promoted from 
from one place where you've done something wrong to another state because they don't take away your ability to be a cop once you've done something wrong. They and just I take understand. away your ability to be a cop in that state. And I understand that that a lot of times, you know, your job is a scary job and terrible things can happen. And yes, you are absolutely. dealing with the worst of humanity sometimes. Um, but the problem is you you can't. So cops then dig in and they get this me versus them mentality to a certain extent. And again, by the way, I'm not a cop. I, I can't presume to, to know what it means to walk into a dark alley thinking I might die. I understand those things. I hear you. I I, do I know what that. it feels like to walk into a dark alley and think I'm going to die and not have a shield and a gun. Okay, I, I'm fine. I, I, but what I'm you saying know, is I, 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 what I don't understand is when seven dudes jump on one guy and kneel on his neck and kill the guy yeah. when they're not in a dark alley fearful for their life and the guy's calling for his mom. That's what I mean. It's like there's, there's circumstance. I just had a discussion with a friend the other day about gray areas. Mm-hmm. About how there's so the the there is no black and white to a certain extent, in my opinion, in anything. It's all gray. Everything is gray. Because these guys will have this opinion, these guys will have another opinion. These people, we can all look at a, a guy being murdered in the street and think that, and then someone else can come through with their bullshit, you know, to explain why it is that way or whatever. Everybody's and so it, it just gets to your point, like I said, where you you were saying about we're never gonna solve anything. We're we're never going to solve anything. We're we not could. We, we could take a third of the budget of every police department and put up housing and house people and watch the crime go away. That will never happen. I never, know, but never, we could. Never. But, well, I mean, we could also give free food to everybody for the rest of their lives and make sure everybody had a ba- universal we, we basic could. income. Yeah, but they will never, that never will happen. None of those things will happen. Not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm on the board for it, then I'll go ahead and lobby. But being dumb podcaster in the valley, I don't think they're looking for my fucking opinion, quite frankly. I am so happy you laughed. <laughs> I like it when I make you laugh. Yeah, it's great. But, uh, but again, I mean, there are solutions. There have been solutions. There have been lots of solutions. It's just rich people won't get richer. Yeah. I know. I know. I, and you, you, we mentioned earlier, we were talking about the, the IRS and about the, Ugh. you know, the 1099s, the W2s, why I paid this tax? Why do I have to tell you all the bullshit? And I, there was the thing last week where they were proposing a 30% sales tax, abolishing the IRS and going to 30% sales tax. And I'm like, so, so then just, so then it's legal. So no rich people ever have to pay anything then. I mean, like literally the sales tax is just going to, it's going to take out the poor and the middle class completely. Cause we're the mm-hmm. ones at the bodega or at the fucking gas station, you know, rich people are buying fucking helicopters. So what it's, it, it drove me crazy when I saw it. And I'm like, I laughed. Cause I'm like, really, you're, you're going to do a 30% sales tax and then abolish the IRS. Good for you guys. That's never fucking happening. I, I, and I love these dumb ideas where they, because they can't do anything. They they advance these ludicrous propositions that they know no one is ever going to fucking approve so they can go, look, we're working on solutions. No, you're not, you ass fucks. You're not doing anything. Ah, whatever. I don't want to be that Blah. guy. Rah, fucking, rah, 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 rah. Get out of my world. way, you perky How... speed bump. <laughs> All right, Dude, well, I just want to finish my taxes and go to bed. <laughs> yeah. That's no, my I day. No, I, I, and you said your fucking computer ate everything, right? Didn't that, that bad shit happen too? Somehow when I put Big Sur on, it um checked the, put everything on the iCloud. I never want anything on the iCloud. I want everything on my computer to go away. I don't even use iTunes anymore to listen to digital music because I don't want the iCloud to take it from me. 
And I, it took everything. I was so fucking pissed. And then my phone upgraded and it took my, I had been every, everywhere I have ever performed was in my weather calendar. So I could scroll through and go, oh, it's Oahu. I remember performing there. Oh, Barnston, Barnston, not Barnston Noble. Can't remember Barnston. the name of it. By, by, by Cape Cod. Uh, look, oh, you know, Rutledge. Look, there's, you know, Phoenix. There's, you know, and I would go through and somehow reset. I had New York and Cupertino, and I just went, you took all my weather away. Fuck you, phone. Is there a chance you gave your phone Ellerson Dawson's system? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I don't know. You maybe we don't. You mentioned we don't know a lot about this disease. <laughs> there is a chance it could travel from person to iPhone. We don't know. You need no. to get... Get that group of fucking uh, Handmaid's Tale chicks that were exploring how to figure out the genome on it. I'm sure they'll crack the case. Oh, I don't want to cry anymore. I don't want to bitch anymore. Yeah, I, I recognize that instinct, and yet I sob and bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you. Uh, All right, you. Oh, you know you. You. Uh, thank you for joining me today. You're very lovely, and I appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. You, wait, uh, you know what? Here's something I don't think. Today. Here's the, well, here's something I don't think I did. What? Hey, what's happened to Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast? <laughs> I, I literally don't think I did that. To, I don't think you did show. either. I feel terrible. <laughs> I feel terrible because there is a gentleman who might be listening eventually. Uh, there's, I get this. I met, a, uh, I met a guy who used to write for Jay Leno. He, 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 was on the, he was on The Tonight Show for 14 years. Wow. Which I can't even imagine what kind of wood-burning stoves he's filling with cash to stay warm. <laughs> Because Jesus Christ, the amount of money he must have made in that amount of time. But he was uh, it was nice to meet him, a lovely guy. Where did you meet him? Um, my friend Jeff had a meeting with him. I've talked about Jeff on here before, yeah. a comedian, and uh, Jeff was Jeff is very kind, and he's like, "You want to take me over there?" And I'm like, "Because he'll pay me to drive him places." To drive him, yeah, sure. cool. So I drove Jeff to meet this person, and and uh, and then he's like, "You want to give him a lift back to to where he's staying?" And I said, "Sure." And then he got in the car, and stupid me, like. I figure, you know, because we're all comics, and I was like, yeah. all right, when he gets in, we're going to talk, and, you know, maybe he'll be curious about me, and we can, we'll hit it off, who knows. Um, and then he asked, because Jeff is very kind, and he tells people about the podcast, which I don't understand why he does that, but he because does. Because it's funny. Yawn. And then he says, <laughs> uh, so he gets in the car, and he's like, yeah, Mike, I told you he does a podcast, and he's like, yeah, Jeff says you're a podcaster and stuff, and I go, I am, and he goes, what is the show called? I told him, he's, well, yeah, I'll give it a listen. Well, he's he's never going to give it a listen. Um, but if he does this week, he'll never have the branding. He won't know the branding at all if he listens to it until, until, unless he listened all the way through. But it's always that thing where in my brain, I feel like I need to warn them because they come into a podcast because it's just me talking, you know what I mean? And you, you now, so I don't, I never know if I'm supposed to tell them, Hey, it's not, it's because, you know, I'm a comedian ostensibly. So I want them to understand that it's, but it's not just like a rat-a-tat-tat, but it's, it is sometimes I can get on a roll. Like the last, I was happy with the last two weeks. They were great shows. I thought they were funny and breezy and fun. And I, yeah. I don't mind this one so far. We'll see what happens. But, um, <laughs> but he, but I, I, and then it's funny because like they were talking and they were joking kind of back and forth and stuff. And then I would just like lob in a, a joke and I did it twice and I contributed to the conversation. And then I realized you're dude, you're just the driver. You literally have to stay. You have to fucking, because when I would say something, it wouldn't get, 
like acknowledged or laughed or whatever. And I've been in that situation before with like Uber passengers or whatever the fuck. So I was like, you know what, man, back off, let them, let them talk because they're peers and they've known each other a long time. And, uh, I'm just trying to, it, it felt like I was infiltrating myself. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dude, you're the fucking, you're the cab driver. Nobody wants to fucking hear from you. Um, but now if he listens to this fucking show, he's going to be like, ah, oh, Jesus, that guy was a driver. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's not going to care about this at all, especially now that I didn't do the branding right at the top. Yeah, whatevs. People Uh, are going to listen. Hey, what's (laughs) happening, Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast? I'm glad you're here. Now, let me ask you, are you here for plugs or are you running away? I'm running away. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Last week was such a great format and people liked it. All right, I'll stick around. I'm teasing. They didn't really like it. Can you do it in 20? Uh, In 20 minutes? Yeah, or less. 427 right now. Don't Don't you have to get over to Twitch? I do eventually, yes, but I mean we we're talking. So, All right, I mean, let's I, do it. I, let's let's do the let's do the plugs. Let me explain the forty-year-old boy industries, uh, the way it works. The the podcast base of the pyramid, clearly the base of the pyramid. This is the this takes precedent. This is the most important thing. Uh, the other channels and the other things that I have going on, those are all, those are fluid. Those are great, and I enjoy them. They're all different avenues, but this none of it exists without this. This is the DNA of Mike Schmidt Industries. That's the only reason I, that any of the other stuff exists is because of this talking into a microphone and people listening to me. This is right now. This is the the Christ child of the Mike Schmidt religion. <laughs> there is no doubt. If you worship at the altar of Mike Schmidt, this is what's on a cross in front of you. The podcast, clearly. Uh, everything else is water and wine and fucking wafers. That's fine. But this, you nail this podcast is nailed to the cross and that's what you're praying to. Everything else is just kind of fucking for show. <laughs> everything else is stained glass. Um, so now that we're that's 20 minutes, that took 20 minutes, didn't it? <laughs> it did. Um, I don't mind. You tell me for serious. I can do it on my if you, own. If you can do it in 15, cause we just <laughs> lost five. <laughs> <laughs> Stop your nonsense. Um, did you know I'm part of the Misfit Toys co-op? What? That's right. Uh, oh, well, let's, actually, let's do this. <clears throat> you guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. And I'm also available at all sorts of different social media sites, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok as Mike40YOB. That's Mike40YOB. So Facebook, Mike at Mike, or sorry, Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy, Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com, and then Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. I am Mike40YOB. Become my friend. Go and be my pal. Eventually, I will find a snack cake and make a TikTok and make your life complete. <laughs> um, and I'm also part of the Misfit Toys Co op, which is a, a, a wonderful gathering of podcasts in the woods. And we uh, kill a deer and we rub the blood on ourselves in the moonlight because it's very black. Uh, Doug loves movies with Doug Benson. The Todd Glass Show with Todd Glass. No fun with Jen Kirkman with Todd Glass, surprisingly. I didn't know (laughs) how that works. Uh, And, of course, Never Not Funny, which is uh, Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap and Elliot Hochberg and then Garen Cockrell and guest, whoever they have. I think this week's guest is Tess Rafferty. Am I correct? I have no idea. Why do you not know? I, I believe know. it is. Regardless, all of their shows are fantastic. They do gang shows. They do guest shows. They do amazing shows. And they're just waiting for you to go ahead and check them out. So the Misfit Toys Co-op, Never Not Funny, Doug Loves Movies, Todd Glass Show, No Fun with Jen Kirkman. And, of course, there's Danielle's podcast, Don't Drink Poison. That's a lovely show. <laughs> it's her and Christine Kimmel warning you for, you know, don't don't walk bare feet in snow, I think it's called. It's just you'll catch a cold and die. It's a very long title. <laughs> uh, but it's terrific. You should check it out. It's so good. 
Uh, and then I'm part of that too. And let me tell you this, at the end of those shows, you think they're telling everybody that I'm part of that show? I don't think they are. I don't think they do. But that's okay. I don't mind going ahead and being the, the fulcrum for all things Misfit Toys. Uh, you can hire me to do a cameo if you want. Did you know that? Oh, wait, fuck that. We have sponsors. I forgot to mention. What? That. The lovely and talented Fearful Jesuit whom, to whom I owe a text. Uh, <laughs> several texts, probably. No. Yeah. Uh, he's a lovely gentleman, and uh, he does the Paranoid Strain podcast. What? The Paranoid Strain podcast is available right now where you will find the best podcasts in the world, and he's leading the charge. He is the vanguard. He is uh, doing a podcast that I couldn't do, quite frankly. Again, like I've mentioned, it's it's written and edited and highly stylized and brilliant. And what he does, he does better than anybody. And uh, and I envy him for his talent. Fearful Jesuit doing out the, the paranoid strain as he's taking apart conspiracy theories to and fro, tearing them asunder, showing you the soft underbelly of these people and, and showing you why they are not to be respected at all. Um, and you should and so you should check it out. The Paranoid Strain podcast. It's beloved by everybody. They just think it's the greatest. Uh, it's him. It's Dana Unicorn. It's a, it's recapping also. They talk about Q. They've talked about everything. The Kennedy assassination, uh, which from what I understand was one guy. Did you realize that? One guy pulled it off. <laughs> I went this whole time thinking there was like 10 guys on the grassy knoll and a whole fucking party. Uh, but it turns out one dude. And, and you know what? You know why Oswald did it? He actually, he went and he tried to check out uh, a book and they didn't have it. Serious. <laughs> If he doesn't bring his rifle to the library, Kennedy's not dead today. If if they only had the bell jar and were able to give it to him, then it would have been fine. He doesn't get mad. He doesn't shoot anybody. So this is why I say support your local library and make sure they have two copies of the bell jar. Because if they do, the Kennedys are safe. Uh, the Paranoid Stray Podcast. Go check it out. It's fantastic. And also our great friend David Hernandez whom you can find at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. He has a podcast called the phlegm cat podcast. Uh, that's four words, the phlegm cat podcast and phlegm is P H L E G M. Uh, he sings songs. He has characters. He goes fishing and golfing. Uh, he does amazing things and he tells you about them. He's a, a terrific podcaster and even better musician and an even better artist. If you want to hire him to do that, go to facebook.com slash David Mix Hernandez, become his friend, peruse his photo section and look at all the artwork that he has and go, this guy's for me. And then he can paint a picture of you uh, in a bathing suit, an old timey bathing suit. Here's what I say. Commission him to paint you like a 1930s strongman. I must see this painting. One of you out there, you must make this happen because I demand to see you in a stripy bathing suit on the boardwalk with a mustachio that's curled. Uh, please do this. Hire our friend David. And also check out the podcast, the Flem Cat Podcast, also available where the finer pad, uh, podcasts are sold or found or given away for free. <laughs> Ooh, uh, you, I, I love that you pretend that this is fine. Uh, please hire me for cameo you want to do that let me let's talk about this all right we got to delve into this real quick uh you know i talk a big game with cameo and i tell you if you hire me i'll do whatever you want i'll, I'll tell your boss he's a dick i'll hit on your aunt whatever you need me to do via cameo i'm happy to do it it's 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 twenty dollars to you fifteen dollars to me five dollars to the guys who run cameo and they're raking it in ladies and gentlemen uh and if you if you want to hire me i will do you know you you want me to talk to you want me to tell your wife that you forgot to take the roast out of the freezer. I can do that. I don't know if it's going to be timely. I mean, it might, it might come in three days after you've made that transgression, but I'll apologize for you not taking the roast out of the freezer. Whatever you need me to do, I can do it. 
If you want, if you want me to tell your kids they can't go to Dunkin' Donuts because they may be scooped <laughs> up by the guy from fucking Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, I will do that. <laughs> so whatever you need sure. me to do. Remember that guy? Terrible. It's Eddie creepy. has a picture of him hanging on the wall. No, spooky. Yeah, it's a, it's a creepy ass picture. Ugh. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen that movie. Like, I didn't watch it. You never watched Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? We oh, you're coming f- over. We're going to watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in the backyard. My mom was high. Like, I'm not, I'm not watching <laughs> Disney movies at my house. You know what I mean? It's like, it wasn't like, we, we would find out Wizard of Oz was on, so then we'd watch it while my mom got fucking baked or whatever the fuck. But yeah, I never watched Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, Mar- high. You sure did. Mary that Poppins. That should be the name of the show. Mom got high. I never saw any of those things, right? So I, I don't, I have no touchstone with them, except when I got older, people would say, who was the scariest monster of your childhood? And people would men name that guy. And then yeah. I went and watched the scene and I was like, holy shit, that guy is pretty creepy. And he's creepy at 50. I can't imagine what he was like if I was fucking five. Mm-hmm. Um, so my point is people ask me, I always say that on Cameo, whatever you need. Well, then... <laughs> I actually got contacted by somebody this week and they didn't buy the cameo smartly because they were like, Hey, I want you to talk to my (laughs) ex-wife. And, uh, they didn't, they didn't want it to be a pleasant chat or, or a, or a supportive cameo, I guess is what I'm looking for. Uh, let's put it this way. For some reason, this person and his ex-wife don't get along. What? And he wanted to interject me into that exchange. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, when I heard from this person, he was like, uh, are you serious when you say that you'll basically say anything? If, if you're <laughs> and I'm just like, so, uh, so that's, you know, cut it or nut it time. You know what I mean? It's not cutting time, I suppose is what you'd say. And I, and so I'm like, all right, I don't, and I had to, I had to really think about it because I, I was normally I'm like I don't give a fuck, but, but these videos exist. Like you, if you go to my cameo site, you yeah. can actually see the previous cameos I've done, and that's that's it. Just doesn't seem like a good idea for me to bully a woman on video. I, <laughs> I, I just, no matter if she deserves it or she doesn't, I don't, I don't know what the circumstance is clearly. And I'm just an agent of chaos who's being interjected in to tell this woman yep. she's a cunt and she's ruined somebody's life. And uh, and also this this person had consulted other people in his family and they, they were like, yes, we want. Can you hire this guy? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. So I, I literally had to speak to this person and just go, hey, uh, I don't um, I, I just don't think it's a good look for me to be bullying a woman on video because because if I do it the way I'm going to do it. Yeah. Th- that person could share it like you know not not just is it on my cameo site yeah then it's on you know, tiktok and you're the next yeah, viral sensation of right yeah. she could put it on her website she could do anything and just go this is the host of the show and he bullied me or he said mean things or whatever and and uh because you know I, it could still be roasty but like here's the secret of the roast the person being roasted was invited yeah. Yeah, they, that's, that's... they were asked to be there and had to accept. Nobody is roasted in absentia. Nobody gets roasted, you know, and and is happy about it when they weren't supposed to be. You know what I mean? It's it's. So I was just like, all right, I so I I came to a nice accord with this person, and I said, I I just don't think I can do it. It doesn't make sense. I want to do it because I need fifteen fucking dollars, like you don't believe. <laughs> so but, true. Yeah, but I, I it just judiciously i had to decide you know what this is not a good thing to do uh career-wise certainly you know what i mean because yeah. i'm i'm already way under the radar 
I don't think I want to be put on anybody's radar by being a fucking bully to a, a woman I've never met. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. So I had to pass. But if you out there, I, look, I'm and look, I'm taking it on a case by case basis. If you fucking hate somebody, <laughs> if it's if it's somebody else, by all means, contact me, and I'm happy to do it. If it's not, if it's not a woman, if it's not a lady, if it's not a child, if it's not a puppy, I'll go ahead and tell them they suck. Whatever the fuck, whatever you need. And also, look, I can make exceptions for child and puppy. I'm happy to do it. <laughs> It just seems like a bad idea to fucking call a woman a cunt over and over and have her own that video <laughs> to, to, to do what she wishes although, with it. Although I could see you doing it. Uh, uh, it. It says here to say that uh, you're a cunt. And yeah. um, well, when I look over here, it also says cunt again. So <laughs> I'm wondering if per- maybe you are. I mean, I could see you doing it that way and it would be hilarious. Please recognize I'm not calling you a cunt. <laughs> yes. I've, I'm merely it's, the proxy. It's, just, it's here on yes. the paper. You take, it's written right. If you just take a look, it says. <laughs> see, I could totally see you do that. I think you should do that. I think you should call them back and tell them you're going to do it. And you're going <laughs> to deny the script through the whole thing. That would be funny and interesting. And somehow I would still find a way to get in trouble. <laughs> There would still be people who would not get it and still be like, this guy is is finished. And also, look, I'm, there's still a 1% chance I could get a job at a grocery store. So I, I, the last thing I need is that video floating around when I'm sitting, I'm sitting on a folding chair talking about teamwork and how much I love stacking the bread. And then they're just like, really? You called this woman from, from Florida a cunt over and over. It's like, well... I, what it, she's in Florida. She's never going to shop here. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> Clearly, I would never say those things to somebody who may shop here. God forbid. <laughs> they already have enough fucking ammunition against me. I don't need to fucking throw that out there. So, uh, but still book me for cameo. Because look, also, is anybody out there have a pleasant thing they want to book me for, by the way? <laughs> don't, uh, to, to not tell somebody they fucking suck or whatever the fuck. Because also, like I said, I'll, I'll say happy birthday. Here's the thing. I'll tell you, if it's somebody's birthday, I guarantee you this. If you buy somebody a birthday cameo, I will buy a birthday cake at my house and I will light a candle on it. And I will do their cameo and then I'll blow out the candle at the end of it. That's what you I will do. It. If they want me to, I'll plunge my face into it. How about that? Just bury my face directly into the cake. I'll do whatever body part you want me to shove in the cake. I'm happy to do it. We, we know this about me. This is cameo. This is not. <laughs> I'll get a banana that's roughly the equivalent size of whatever body part you want me to put in there and just fucking make it work. Uh, so that's cameo. Hire me. Why not? Oh my yeah, uh, I'm a. I also have MikeSchmidtComedy.com, and if you go there in the upper right hand corner, there's a donate button, a little horn boy. If you click on him, you can send me money via PayPal, and I don't even have to insult anybody in your family. It's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, then you just send me some cash, like our good friend Maddie did. Did I mention Maddie? I may have met Maddie on a, a previous show, but he was very nice and he sent some money uh, a while ago. Yeah. I hope I didn't. Uh, uh, you know, I may be re- repeating myself, but who cares? If you send me money, I'll say your name every fucking day. Who cares? Uh, I just had a hiccup there. It sounded weird. That was not anything bad. Uh, and also I have a Patreon page. Did you guys know this? There's a patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B. You can go to Patreon and uh, become a patron of this show. It makes me happy that people are still patrons of this show. You're very cool and kind. And, uh, you know, this is a year of, of, um, really chasing it. So I'm glad to have you guys in my corner. I need you. You're very nice to be there. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled you're the best bosses I've ever had. So I do appreciate that very much. Go to patreon.com slash Mike40YOB and uh, join and become one of those bosses. And then tell me what to do. Tell me anything to do. I'm happy to do it. 
Unless again, it involves putting a thumb in the eye of your ex fucking wife. Uh, I have channels you can watch me. Did you know you can go to youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy? Our buddy KC uploads the videos there. And the videos, by the way, are the they're the the archives of this show. So uh, every week he goes in ahead and he puts the new one up. You can check that out. Um, and also old stuff from the past. There's just a million things there for you to check out. So go ahead to uh, youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Most importantly, uh, follow or subscribe to the channel because then it, if I'm over a thousand, I stay monetized and they're like, yay, and everything's good even and i know you're like we well, you only put up the fucking podcast and it's like eh, i know there should be more but we're, but we're we're thinking about it we're planning it by the there's a buzzsaw or something outside did you hear it no i did not sounds like they're sawing lumber um all right i better fucking wrap this up jesus christ before they start building a fucking doghouse outside uh also i'm on twitch Woo-hoo! Twi- yeah twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy you can go ahead and check me out lily's been on twitch with me before uh i play video games on twitch um also that's another thing that i have to try we're trying to get the camera squared away so then i can actually just do chats on twitch and uh maybe even a live podcast on twitch Who i want to do a live podcast on twitch with you i hear you and can I'm we simulcast it on my channel and your channel maybe i don't know how that works but if you set up your camera and my camera but, but no but that's with cameras that's silly that's uh, whatever who cares what dude i can't even get my camera to fucking work you're like can we do a simulcast what am i fucking elvis from hawaii i got no fucking idea um that's the first time i ever learned what that word was by the way uh, yeah yeah because the, the El- aloha elvis from hawaii the special right. that was on nbc it was that was when i learned the word simulcast, simulcast. as a child yeah it was because it was 75 i think uh 74 maybe all right so anyway uh twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy we're just about done with god of war ragnarok Woo-hoo! we've got 12 berserkers to beat and one mystery boss to find we just finished the trials of Mes- uh musfelheim and we finished the crucible uh we've got we're all tricked out we got amazing armor oh we got to kill the valkyrie queen and she's a fucking chore i mean she fucked me up i mean i and i mean i have all the armor and all the weapons i think i'm i'm you can't fucking sneeze on me because i've got everything you could possibly have and she's murdered me in two hits i'm like jesus <laughs> we'll visit her later uh there's plenty of berserkers i can whatever the fuck and then after i'm looking for a new war game after god of war uh i'll try to figure out what it's going to be but go ahead and tune in uh, twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy and again you can follow and subscribe over there too following is free subscribing you can actually use your amazon prime subscription gets me five bucks a month that's pretty cool you have to renew that every month though because again why the fuck would they make it easy uh, <laughs> so go ahead go to twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy check me out i will say kind of a coin flip over there because i'm in the car uh a lot now and so streaming is is weird i'm trying to do it every day but sometimes i wind up getting called to do a lot of driving stuff so uh, here, here's, I'll tell you that. So there you go. So go ahead to twitch.tv and I'll tell you this, uh, you know what I'm doing tomorrow? This is, I can't even believe I'm doing this. I don't um, know look, I need money. We all know I need mm-hmm. money, right? Okay. Um, tomorrow I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to put bricks. I'm going to stack bricks or, or, and put, and use sealant. I, I don't even know. I don't know these words. I don't know what they are. <laughs> There's a tub of sacrete. I think I have to use to fill a hole in a driveway. Like I'm, I'm. You're going to go help somebody do some repairs? Well, they're going to bark at me while I do them. They're going to tell me what they want me to do. Yeah, I, I don't know. And again, I told them, I said, look, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I, I, I can barely put gas in my car. And they're just like, <laughs> well, it's fine. Well, you, you'll be, I go, look, if it's, if it's mule work, like, or I just pick shit up and carry it across the room, I can do that easy. I can throw shit on my shoulder and walk. But as far as, you know, putting in sealant or learning how to do this with, I, I don't know any of it. And they're like, well, that's no, okay. Well, because this person is very kind and wants to give me money. 
But unfortunately, I, I want to just go, well, why don't you just give me fucking money instead of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Instead of yeah. making me check in with Mr. Slate and slide down the back of the dinosaur and fix your garage or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, man. Uh, so, so I'm doing that tomorrow. I don't know if, and that's Wednesday. So, cause we're recording on Tuesday. I do yeah. not know if I'll survive. I mean, so clearly, uh, I guess my point is we're going to need a second jazzy. <laughs> Because clearly after tomorrow, I don't know if I'll be, I'll be bent like a question mark and have no idea if I'll ever be able to straighten out again. Uh, because I need a hundred dollars. Good for me. <laughs> uh, so please know that and get the heating pad ready. Cause I'll be over at your house <laughs> and the two of us, that's kind of fun. Cause then we'll do it. We'll just sit there and watch TV. It'll be fantastic. I'm excited. We can put the TV on out at the hot tub. We can sit in the hot tub together. Oh my God. I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. We're not eating in that fucking hot tub. Don't you dare. Don't you fucking dare. Twinkies champagne and we're going to watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in the oh, hot tub. Oh, good Christ almighty. What a turn of events. This show and I'm going to be... live stream it on Twitch. Wow. This is like wrong on nine different levels now. That's fantastic. Uh, all right. Thank you for staying through the plugs and I love you and take care and I will see you. Uh, wait, hopefully... wait. Can what, I do what? a plug? Oh my God. Please do. Can I? Can I? So I, I don't know if you know this, but I am on Patreon. And for uh, like as little as $10 a month, I have topless photos there. So that's what I'm going to lead with. Go to votelily.com if you've always wanted to see those. No judgment. Join. Come in for a month. Leave. I don't care. There are full shows there. There are videos there. There is six years worth of stuff that you can see just by joining for a month even. Because um, I, too, need some bills to pay. <laughs> I don't. I don't push this a whole lot, but yeah, join me on Patreon if you'd like to. We have levels all the way up to like $50 a month, but feel free to do that. And also, I do still have Neo Burlesque Deck and Burlesque Deck decks of cards available, and I have just a few topless calendars left. So those are available at neoburlesquedeck.com, and if you can't spell any of those things, well, I can't help you. Um, so yeah, those are my two things that I'm plugging. It's votelily.com for my Patreon and neoburlesquedeck.com. Here's my favorite part of all of this. I was just like, hey, you can watch me play video games and all this stuff. And you're like, want to see my tits? Look, I'm not I'm not going to make a fucking dime this week. Well, here's, here's what I'll say. If you join my Patreon, I'm going to give Schmidt a 25 percent commission of everything that comes in this what month. The hell? Oh, my goodness. And again, I tell people all the time, join for a month. If you want to join for a month, jo course. join for a month. You don't have to stay forever. And again, I'm not going to be like, oh, look, they went back and saw every naked picture of me. Go ahead. There's not a ton, but there's some good ones there. I'm not going to lie. I'm proud of them. Hey, so, guys, you know. hey, guys, you want to hire me to do a phone call <laughs> where I can tell your kids to do good in school? Look at my gigantic rack. I'm not making a fucking dime this month. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you sign up at votelily.com, I will give Mike a 25% commission of everything that that happens for the month of February. Hey, guys, did you know that I'm in a co-op with a bunch of other shows? <laughs> Who out there wants to pay to see my perky speed bumps? <laughs> All right, kiddo. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
If there's anything I like more than me, it's people who like me. I love me, but if you love me, I love you. Cause you know why we both love me. How great am I? Let's talk about that for a while. And by a while, I mean forever. Podcast! Podcast! Podcast.